You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. It's on the offbeat. Wash your hands when you can. Keep on following the plan. Don't put your fingers on your face. Keep your distance. Give away. I've washed my hands so much that I found the answers to my seventh grade history test. Should you ever feel inclined to visit Vogel Center, Michigan, in the north-central part of the Lower Peninsula, you won't find a whole lot except, if you hurry, the Museum of Moses. No, not that one. Kevin Moses. And who, you might ask, is Kevin Moses? Well, that's the weird part. He was nobody special. We had a nice collection of vintage Harley motorcycles, Harley wall signs, and Harley beer cans, but also on display are Kevin's old leather cap, a green dish someone once gave his grandmother, and an eight-track tape. Oh, and a whole lot of pictures of Kevin Moses. That's it. Right next door to Carla's old-fashioned general store. In the 10 years since he passed away, 19,000 people have visited the Museum of Moses. But better hurry. It all closes down at the end of August. Till then, anybody want to buy a vintage Harley? Know what happens when you leave a bottle of dry shampoo in your car on a hot day? A St. Louis teenager knows after the aerosol can exploded, shattering the sunroof and sending pieces 50 feet away. Let's see dandruff stand up to that. Astronomers have found nearly 2,100 planets orbiting other stars, and one of the latest is a gas giant like Jupiter, about 31 light years away. It's unusual in that it seems to be nearly as big as its parent sun, which is one-eighth the size of ours. Maybe that sun is anorexic, or its planet needs to go on Weight Watchers. Dorset England police have released some of the better excuses they've gotten from speeders. One was rushing to see the leader of Britain's Labour Party. Another says he was trying to get where he was going quickly because a passenger passed gas. Another said his dog was about to pee. Or how about the guy who said that he was on his way to an eyesight test and didn't see the speed sign? And then there was the guy who said that he thought speed limits only applied weekdays. The Offbeat, I'm Jim Bohannon. America in the Morning for Tuesday, July 7th, 2020 is produced by Tom DeLac. Our senior producer, Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah, forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum! That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yep. But the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's the bottom of the hour. Now, the top stories from KPL965.com. Good morning. KPL News Time is coming up now on 530. 
right now, 77 degrees here at the KPL Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Deputies with the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office are investigating a homicide that happened in the 100 block of Allegros Avenue. The victim, 36-year-old Adam West, was from Dusan. One person is in custody. The investigation is ongoing. State Farm auto insurance policyholders can expect nearly a 10% decrease in their rates. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin says the drop is not linked to recent tort reform. State Farm is the largest auto insurer in the state of Louisiana with a million policyholders. Well, Louisiana added just over 1,100 new COVID cases as of yesterday. The state reports that 44% of those cases are from people 29 and younger. 98% of the new cases are from community spread. Well, there will be a graduation for the Lafayette Parish High School students who attend public high schools. However, it's not going to be held at the Cajun Dome. The plan from the Lafayette school system did not meet the approval of state officials because there would be too many people in the Cajun Dome. Legislation is awaiting the governor's signature that would allow electric co-ops to create their own high-speed Internet networks. Representative Beth Mizell says the pandemic has put a spotlight on the serious problems that her rural constituents face with their current non-broadband services. Now, if signed into law, co-ops would be able to make broadband companies under separate entities from their current power companies so that utility funds would not be used for Internet service. The coronavirus is putting stress on relationships, many people calling it quits. In addition to family practice lawyers seeing an increase in business, the pandemic is also having another effect when it comes to the rate of divorces in the state of Louisiana. Well, coming up, we've got more of America in the Morning on the way. This is America in the Morning from Westwood One News. I'm John Trout, and coming up this half hour. As the U.S. nears 3 million known coronavirus cases, some doctors worry the spread of the virus may be out of control. I'm Nadia Romero in Washington. There is growing evidence of the possibility the coronavirus can be spread through the air. From the very beginning, uh, there have been questions raised. I'm Jim Rope in Los Angeles. Retired Air Force Colonel Randy Larson shares his thoughts on the pandemic with our Jim Bohannon. There was a 130% increase in shootings in June in New York compared to last year. Why? Depends on who you listen to. There's not one cause. I'm Steve Kastenbaum in New York. Mahomes is money. Opening night is set. I'm Robert Workman. We're back after these messages. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men over 40, is your body feeling soft and not as lean? Are you losing your energy, drive, or even your passion? If so, you could be feeling the loss of growth hormone. The reality is, as early as 25, your natural production of GH begins to significantly slow down, which means you start slowing down. Well, listen to this. New GH Boost from Nugenics is the world's first and only non-prescription supplement that safely supercharges your body's GH production at night when it naturally occurs. Clinical studies show the ingredients and GH Boost can increase your body's own GH levels more than 100% in just the first 90 minutes. And right now, Nugenics is letting every man in America try a complimentary two-week sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321 now. Get GH Boost and get your swagger back at the gym and in the bedroom. It's killing it at GNC, but you can only get your sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321. That's A-C-T-I-V-E to 321321. Text ACTIVE to 321321. 
They're storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 32. 25 before the hour. This is America in the Morning. Let's spin the weather wheel and start in the Midwest with the national forecast. Here's AccuWeather.com meteorologist Mike Lucini. It will be hot across the Midwest into the central Great Plains today with temperatures mainly in the 90s across the Ohio and Missouri River Valleys while topping the century mark in western Nebraska and eastern Colorado. Severe thunderstorms will erupt across eastern Montana this afternoon bringing torrential downpours, large hail, damaging wind gusts, and perhaps even a tornado. The southwest will bask in blazing sunshine and scorching heat today. It'll be hot and dry across the region as temperatures again soar well past the century mark into the 110s across southern Arizona and southeastern California into parts of southern Nevada today. Other than a few showers in the Cascades, it'll be cloudy, cool, but dry along the Pacific coast from northern California to Washington. An area of low pressure in the southeast will become the focus for numerous drenching showers and thunderstorms across the eastern Gulf Coast states into the Carolinas today. Slow-moving thunderstorms will produce downpours of rain and concerns for flash flooding across Georgia and Alabama, northern Florida and South Carolina into North Carolina today. Soaking thunderstorms will also stretch westward along the Gulf Coast into eastern Texas. Meanwhile, an area of high pressure will continue to cling to the northeast today, bringing another cool day to eastern New England with sunshine and comfortable low humidity levels. However, more summer-like heat and humidity will overwhelm the rest of the northeast and mid-Atlantic today, and there'll be a few showers and thunderstorms developing amidst this higher heat and humidity. And that's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Mike Lissini. Iowa State Guard Rashir Bolton said he decided to leave Penn State because of a comment by Coach Pat Chambers who said the player had a noose around his neck. Bolton is black and tweeted the Chambers made the noose comment after the coach returned from a one-game suspension for shoving a Nittany Lions player. Mission Impossible 7 will cruise back into production. That story on the Hollywood Minute a little later. 23 before the hour. This is America in the Morning. I'm John Trout. With the number of coronavirus cases rising since last week in at least 32 states, leaders at the state and local level are scrambling to turn things around. Nadia Romero is in Washington with the latest. Dire warnings from doctors across the country as the death toll tops 130,000. New cases of coronavirus are rising in at least 32 states since last week. Now the hardest hit areas are buckling under the strain as ICUs are at or near capacity, which is forcing at least 24 states to pause or roll back phase reopening. 
Dr. Anthony Fauci points to states reopening too early as the cause of the recent surge, warning we are still knee deep in the first wave of the pandemic. But he says by following social distancing guidelines, practicing good hygiene, and always wearing a face mask in public, it's possible to slow the spread. But warning the virus is still out there and everyone will have to work together. Nadia Romero, Washington. 22 till now, scientists around the world are raising concerns that coronavirus can indeed spread through the air. More from correspondent Jim Roop. There is mounting evidence, but through case studies, some peer-reviewed, some not. So while the empirical evidence is inconclusive. From the very beginning, uh, there have been questions raised about how this virus is transmitted. Dr. Barbara Ferrer is the public health director of Los Angeles County. Uh, and there's ample evidence that the primary route uh, is still respiratory droplets. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that there could be aerosol spread. She says there are two cases out of Europe that have researchers scratching their heads. Where people were eating in a restaurant, a woman got sick and, and was positive, and uh, people that were sitting like five tables away or not very close by also ended up uh, having an exposure at that restaurant. And uh, it's been traced back to this one case. And, and then the church choir that was properly distanced from each other, and a number of them were exposed. There's some thought that particularly an activity like singing uh, may in fact uh, actually create a more opportunity for an aerosolized virus exposure. Um, and that the transmission happened so widely in that setting that people were again looking at this case evidence to suggest that something else might account for this uh, besides the fact that it's just spread through droplets. She says health professionals even think of this possibility with influenza, another virus primarily spread through droplets, but could possibly also, on occasion, take an airborne route to transmission. But there are two things that still lead aerosol spread as being less likely, she says. For one, scientists have not been able to grow the coronavirus in a lab from aerosol samples. And two, if there was airborne spread like the measles, there would be a lot more cases. But I think everybody who's working in the field recognizes that there are these opportunities when a virus can be aerosolized. And we should always take as many precautions as we can, particularly in indoor spaces. All the more reason to mask up. Jim Roop, Los Angeles. Jim Bohannon welcomes in his guest with an interesting take on the pandemic at 20 till on America in the Morning. We're joined by retired Air Force Colonel Randy Larson, who has spent the past 15 years as the National Security Advisor at the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security. And he is also the co-founder and editor of agoodwar.com. That refers to the war on the pandemic, and he has both a blog and a podcast. And he recently put together a blog that was titled Confused? Question mark, And it takes a look at some of the things that apparently are confusing people, Randy. So let's go into them. First, should we wear masks when in public places? Absolutely. And don't worry about those fancy N95 thing that N95 masks that healthcare workers wear to protect themselves because they're dealing with sick people. It's just a simple bandana, a scarf, the surgical, the cloth mask that you can get on the internet for a buck or whatever. And it's not to protect yourself, it's protecting those around you. Remember, 20 to 40% of the people infected have no symptoms. You don't know you're sick, and that's good news for you, but it can be very bad for, you know, the person you're walking next to in the grocery store or the pharmacy. So wear a mask when you're in public. It's the best way we can get this under control and get everybody back to work and school. Is hand-washing really that important? 
Well, it's not as important as we thought it was early on, but we've seen lots of studies now. I mean, there was a time that my wife was wiping everything down with Clorox wipes that came in the mail or the groceries that came in the house. That's really not required now. But hand washing is still really important. And, you know, Jimbo, we 50 million people a year in the United States in a regular year get food poisoning, you know, just because things aren't cleaned well enough. 130,000 go in the hospital. 3,000 die every year from food poisoning. That's more than died on 9-11. So, yes, hand washing is good in a pandemic. It's also good when we're not having one. All right, that takes us into the issue of uh, large public events, gatherings of, let's say, more than 100 people. And is it the number that matters, or is it the proximity of others that matters? It's really where you are. So if you're outdoors in a big park and there's 100 people in the park, you probably don't even need to wear a mask. It has to do with proximity, like you said, in the environment. So we've seen some problems in small little rural churches here in Texas and in Arkansas and a few other really notable cases where they're in there and they're singing, which you're really putting out a lot of air, which if you are infected, you're pushing the virus out there and you're exposed to it. The real exposure time is between 10 and 20 minutes. It's not like passing somebody in a hallway or passing somebody in a park where you're out running or walking. It's a longer term exposure 10 to 20 minutes and in sort of a confined place, which is why we had the governor had to, you know, said he made a mistake here in Texas opening up bars because all the young folks, they were tired of being cooped up, started going to crowded bars. I mean, crowded bars, no mask, no distancing. And guess what? We've seen a huge spike in cases. All right. Now then, uh, droplet or aerosol? Yes. For a long time, we've been saying this was a droplet, you know, so you know, you cough, you sneeze or whatever. There are some studies out there now, and there's still a lot of debate about it, about an aerosol, which like if you have measles and, and you walk into like a hotel room and then you leave 30 minutes later, someone who's not immune to measles goes in there. They can be infected because that's an aerosol that's floating around. There's some debate about is that the case, but you know what? If you wear a mask like that when you're in public, you're probably going to be protected from this if it's not going to be an issue. So the key is wear a mask when you're in public, indoors, in a public place, and wash your hands, and we're going to take care of most of these problems. I guess that's what's most frustrating to me. This is not rocket science. We can do this. We just need some cooperation from the American public. As you found out when you appeared on my nighttime talk show most recently, there were a lot of people who were wondering about what they feel is the underemphasis placed on the death rate, and that we are making too big a deal out of the increase in cases and not enough about what is happening to the death rate. Well, I'll tell you what, in Texas, we've seen hospitalizations in two weeks go from 3,000 to 9,000. Now, the death rate is going the other way. That's a good news story, but the question is why? And the answer is so many young people are being infected now. And it's good if you're under age 40, there's very little chance. There's a few notable exceptions, and they get a lot of press attention, and it's a tragedy. But when you look at the death rate of people having COVID-19 under 40 and particularly under 30, it's just, it, it's just not hardly there. It's the elderly and those with underlying health conditions we have to protect. So, yes, the death rate's going down when it's as a percentage of the number of cases going up. Kind of a good news, bad news story. 
Retired Air Force Colonel Randy Larson. Again, he is the co-founder and editor of agoodwar.com that refers to the war on the pandemic, and there's both the blog and the podcast. 14 till violent crimes take a sharp increase in the U.S. That story, When America in the Morning, continues after these messages. Today on Hey Culligan, cleaner, safer drinking water, we got Chris in Cleveland. Hey Culligan, I have a water pitcher. Is that safe? Uh, basic water pitchers are, let's say, passable, but a Culligan reverse osmosis system can do way more and help reduce lead, arsenic, something called pesticide run. Uh, hey Culligan? Yeah, Chris? I- I'll take one of those reverse... Uh, reverse osmosis to get the mostas out of your drinking water? Chris, we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents And Doug Check it out, Limo (laughs) Got a brand new motorcycle jacket and matching leather pants Now let's go for a ride and tell everyone that Liberty Mutual customizes their motorcycle insurance So you only pay for what you need Oh my gosh, this leather does not breathe well You can't suffocate in leather, can you? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We do. It's 12 before the hour. Welcome back to America in the Morning. There's been a sharp increase in violent crimes in New York City over the last few weeks, most notably in the number of shootings. Steve Kastenbaum reports what's at the root of the uptick is up for debate, depending upon who you talk to. New York's mayor reacted Monday to a holiday weekend during which 11 people were killed in two days here. There were 30 shootings and 10 homicides just on Sunday alone. This is something we have to double down on to address. There's been a lot of speculation over what has been causing the recent rise in crime here. Some in law enforcement claim people have become more brazen at a time when there's anti police sentiment across the city. Bill de Blasio said it's not because of one thing. Let's be really clear. There's not one cause for something like this. There's a lot of different pieces. NYPD Chief of Department Terrence Monahan said there were a number of factors contributing to the significant rise in shootings and other violent crimes. It's a combination of things. Uh, bail reform, COVID releases from prison, court shutdown, which has had Rikers at uh, half of where they were. Last year with a population, 
You know, I've said this before, the animosity towards police out there is tremendous. At a later briefing on the monthly crime stats, Monaghan said the number of shooting incidents for the month of June rose by 130% compared to the previous year. 205 last month compared to 89 in June of 2019. Chief Monaghan said a large percentage of the recent shootings were gang-related. He also said that roughly half of the people released from the city's jail on Rikers Island because of coronavirus concerns have since been rearrested. But the mayor put most of the blame on what he called a perfect storm. It's an extraordinarily difficult time in our city's history. It may be the single worst combination of crises New York City has ever faced. And yet everyone works together every day to address these issues. Uh, the city of New York didn't ask for the coronavirus to come here, nor for our court system to be shut down. All the things that are affecting us uh, are beyond anything any of us could ever have anticipated. The chief bristled at the suggestion that some police officers might be taking part in a work slowdown. Steve Kastenbaum, New York. President Obrador of Mexico has scheduled meetings at the White House with President Trump Wednesday and Thursday. He'll be flying on a commercial jet airliner into the U.S. later today. Matt Rivers has details. Later on today, we know that he's taking a commercial flight to D.C. We don't know the exact itinerary, but we know he's going to be making a stop somewhere in the United States because, in his words, there are no direct flights right now between Mexico City uh, and Washington, D.C. Uh, and it's interesting because the president does have use of a presidential plane here in Mexico if he wants to, but he's never used it because he says it's an example of presidential and government excess. 10 till Robert Workman has Tuesday sports. From the NFL, the Chiefs and quarterback Patrick Mahomes have agreed on a 10-year contract extension to keep him in Kansas City through the 2031 season. The deal is said to be worth $450 million and could pay him just over $500 million with incentives. If that sounds like a lot, it is. That's the richest valued contract in American pro sports history. Topping Mike Trout's $426.5 million deal with the Angels, though Trout's deal is fully guaranteed. Mahomes is the first quarterback to win league MVP and Super Bowl MVP before the age of 25. His birthday is in September. Baseball announced its schedule on Monday. Opening night is July 23rd with the Yankees at the Nationals and the Giants at the Dodgers. Everyone else begins play on Friday the 24th. No All-Star game, no overseas games this year, but the Field of Dreams game between the White Sox and Cardinals will be played August 13th in Iowa, and Jackie Robinson Day will be celebrated August 28th. That's the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech in 1963. It was also on that date in 1945 that Branch Rickey first talked with Robinson about making the major leagues. Add one more player to the opt-out list for the restart. Braves outfielder Nick Markakis said he made his decision after talking to teammate Freddie Freeman, one of four Atlanta players, to test positive. Three teams, the Nationals, Cardinals, and Astros, called off their Monday workouts after delays in getting their test results. An MLB statement cited, quote, unforeseen issues possibly related to the holiday weekend. Soccer, the MLS's back tournament, starts tomorrow in Orlando. It will do so without FC Dallas, which had 10 players test positive for the coronavirus last week. Only 13 MLS players in all have returned a positive test. Also, league MVP Carlos Vela of LAFC officially opted out. That had been expected, largely because his wife is expecting. The NWSL Challenge Cup continues tomorrow in Utah. NBA training camps open this week in Orlando. Pacers guard Victor Oladipo has opted out of the NBA restart, citing the risk of injury. Oladipo had right quad muscle surgery last year, only made his season debut on January 29th, just six weeks before the shutdown. That's Tuesday Sports. It's seven before the hour. Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. 
coming up on America in the Morning. Sharing memories. How older adults convey those recollections. After these messages. Take me back to yesterday When the line between right and wrong Didn't seem so hazy enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men over 40, is your body feeling soft and not as lean? Are you losing your energy, drive, or even your passion? If so, you could be feeling the loss of growth hormone. The reality is, as early as 25, your natural production of GH begins to significantly slow down, which means you start slowing down. Well, listen to this. New GH Boost from Nugenics is the world's first and only non-prescription supplement that safely supercharges your body's GH production at night when it naturally occurs. Clinical studies show the ingredients in GH Boost can increase your body's own GH levels more than 100% in just the first 90 minutes. And right now, Nugenics is letting every man in America try a complimentary two-week sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321 now. Get GH Boost and get your swagger back at the gym and in the bedroom. It's killing it at GNC, but you can only get your sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321. That's A-C-T-I-V-E to 321321. Text ACTIVE to 321321. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. 32. It's 5 till Douglas Hyde has your Hollywood Minute. This is a bad idea. Turns out that filming a movie in the middle of a pandemic isn't an impossible mission after all. The British government is now allowing small groups of essential cast and crew to enter the UK, but under strict guidelines. It's great news for Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible 7, which will now be able to resume production, as will another potential blockbuster, Jurassic World Dominion. Pharrell Williams is one happy man. Netflix just picked up the singer-songwriter's new reality series, Voices of Fire. The show takes place in his hometown of Hampton Roads, Virginia, and follows the hitmaker as he puts together a gospel choir. Williams and his team will be looking for undiscovered talent of all ages and backgrounds. Voices of Fire debuts later this year. In Hollywood, I'm Douglas Hyde. Four before the hour, a new study appears to contradict the degree to which older Americans share their lifelong memories. 
Stephen Kaufman explains. From the University of Arizona comes a study that investigates age, memories, and sharing. What we have here is really sort of one of the first glimpses into how older adults are sharing memories with other people in their day-to-day life. Researcher Dr. Matthew Grilly says the study suggests that the older a person is, the less likely they are to share memories of their past experiences. And when they do share memories, they don't describe them in as much detail as young people do. However, Grilly contends that questions can be raised based on his findings. Perhaps older adults are tending to converse with folks who already know a lot about them. Therefore, there's no need to tell them things that they already know. It could be they're having a harder time remembering the details of events that happened in the relatively recent past. What the study doesn't consider is the influence that individual personality traits might have on an older person's willingness to share memories. It's not that we're not interested in personality, but it does allow us to get a better sense of what people on average might do. The study is published in the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience. Stefan Kaufman, Prescott, Arizona. America in the Morning is produced by Tom DeLac, our senior producer, Kevin Delaney. For Tuesday, July 7th, 2020, I'm John Trout's Westwood One News. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. He wants kids back in school. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and President Trump will talk to educators, parents, and students in a White House discussion today. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis says schools will reopen next month. Doing the moderate social distancing, doing the basic things uh, will, will go a long way. We need to keep, keep people working, uh, keep society functioning. His state has had record new coronavirus cases lately in a surge that's hit most states. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the nation is still knee-deep in the first wave of coronavirus. Virus. That from Dr. Anthony Fauci with the National Institutes of Health. We went up, never came down to baseline, and now we're surging back up. So it's a serious situation that we have to address immediately. Dr. Fauci cites a rush to reopen in parts of the country. His warning comes as part of pharmaceutical companies race to develop a vaccine as part of the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed. Dr. Fauci cautions a vaccine may not provide long-term protection against the virus. Dave?
Rachel Lanham, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has tested positive for coronavirus. She says she had no symptoms. Her city had a violent weekend. An eight-year-old girl among five deaths and at least 30 shootings. Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp is calling up a thousand National Guard troops. The governor says these peaceful protests were hijacked by criminals with a dangerous, destructive agenda. Now innocent Georgians are being targeted, shot, and left for dead. This lawlessness must be stopped and order restored in our capital city. Fox's Mark Meredith, an ambush early this morning in Harris County, Texas, a deputy constable shot responding to a disturbance, but he's in good condition. The suspected gunman was later found dead. The polls are just opening now in Delaware, and it's also primary day in New Jersey. And one of the ways to protect voters and volunteers is to reduce the number of polling locations. Problem is, voters get confused about where to go, and instead of everyone voting by mail as they hope, the lines get longer. America's listening to Fox News. It's the perfect time for a powerful business refresh during Dell Technologies Cyber Savings Event. It starts now with up to 50% off high-performance Windows 10 business laptops, desktops, and servers, plus top-brand electronics. It's also your chance to streamline IT and simplify PC life cycles with PC as a service. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Will this coronavirus surge have Congress giving us more financial aid? The Senate's Republican leader Mitch McConnell says we need one more boost. There's sharp disagreement among Republicans. Sources tell Fox McConnell believes he can convince Republicans to go along if he writes the bill, with the price tag capped at around $1 trillion. Democrats want to renew extra unemployment help set to expire at the end of the month. Fox's Chad Pergram, the Treasury Department, is giving more details on some of the small businesses that got loans in the first wave of stimulus. The average loan amount totaled about $107,000, but the administration is identifying recipients who got more than $150,000. Among those, large franchisees of Wendy's, Taco Bell, and other fast food chains, and businesses with ties to political leaders are also listed as recipients, including a company formerly owned by Jared Kushner and a firm invested in by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are down big the day after an even bigger surge. The Dow went up more than 400 points. The Nasdaq hit a record high. Six NBA teams arrive in Orlando today. 16 more later in the week, getting ready to restart the season later this month. The NFL is considering scrapping the preseason and one of its star players, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, is set to sign quite the contract. A 10-year extension with the Kansas City Chiefs worth $450 million. A deal that would make him the highest paid player in the NFL and give him the largest contract in American professional sports. The reigning Super Bowl MVP coming off leading the Chiefs to their first championship in five decades and becoming the first quarterback in NFL history to win MVP of the league and Super Bowl before turning 25. Mahomes has just two years left on his current deal with Kansas City, set to make just north of $27.5 million for these upcoming seasons before that 10-year extension kicks in. That's Matt Napolitano. 
Romano. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Another hot day on tap today. 77 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Well, students who are graduating from Lafayette Parish Public High Schools will not be walking across the stage at the Cajun Dome. A decision was made by the State Fire Marshal's office and sent to officials at the Cajun Dome letting them know that the plan did not follow current rules that have been set in place and guidelines for events. You have to have less than 250 people. Lafayette Parish School Board is still working out a plan on what will happen for graduation Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They may even have a meeting about it tonight. It is scheduled. Of course, we'll keep you posted. Lafayette deputies investigating a homicide that happened near Dusan, Allegros Avenue, was the area. The victim has been identified as 36-year-old Adam West of Dusan. One person is in custody. Officials say they're investigating the whole case. State Farm, their auto insurance policy holders can expect a 10% decrease in their rates. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin says the drop is not linked to recent tort reform. Now, State Farm is the largest auto insurer in the state of Louisiana. They have a million policy holders. Jim Donlin says the rate decrease can be attributed to people staying at home and off-road ways during the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Donlin says the decrease, combined with three other rate decreases in the last couple of years, has resulted in a 23% total rate decrease for State Farm. Says if history is any indication, he anticipates other insurers will follow the lead of State Farm. The effective date of State Farm's current reduction is August the 24th. Well, due to COVID-19, four Office of Motor Vehicle locations will be closing to the public. There was a positive or an employee who tested positive. The offices that will be closed include Lafayette, Alexandria, Monroe, and Shreveport. Now, customers can use the website expresslane.org for any services they may need. The closures are in addition to previously closed offices. Lafayette General Health is partnering with St. Martin Parish and Lafayette Mayor Presidents to conduct community testing for COVID Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Testing is open to Louisiana residents of all ages who wish to know whether or not they have coronavirus. A citizen of Honduras has been sentenced to a year in federal prison. All of this followed a traffic stop in Lafayette that happened in August of last year. 22-year-old Eric Batista Zepeda was a passenger in the vehicle where Lafayette police officers found a 40 caliber handgun, 12 rounds of ammunition, and about a gram of marijuana. This was on the passenger floorboard inside of that vehicle. Zepeda admitted to buying the gun three weeks earlier and admitted that he knew it was illegal for him to do so for someone who was in the U.S. illegally. Well, there was little action on police reform in the recent special session, but reform advocates say that's not going to be the case in the fall or in the 2021 session. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James will revive an effort to revoke qualified immunity for officers. Says the effort to allow cops to be held liable for misbehavior in civil court 
will be a major part of reform discussions. And he says right now, no matter what happens with the officer, unless there is a, a very similar circumstance where the facts are almost exactly the same, that officer is immune from civil liability. No, push to end qualified immunity did not get out of committee in the recent session. James says they'll also be pushing to build on current laws that stop bad officers from department hopping after they get in trouble. Right now, a police officer who's convicted of excessive force can't get rehired in Louisiana, but... We're looking at losing post-certification based on use of force complaints or discipline because we're seeing that a lot of those officers aren't getting prosecuted, but there are some that have resigned because of use of force. Well, legislation is awaiting the governor's signature that would allow the electric co-ops in Louisiana to create their own high-speed Internet networks in rural areas that don't have broadband access. Representative Beth Mizell says the pandemic has really put a spotlight on the serious problems in some of her areas. Her constituents in rural areas face a lot of issues with not being able to get services in those areas. It's overpriced, and then it's still spotty and irregular and very, very low speed. Now, if signed into law, co-ops would be able to make broadband companies under separate entities from their current power companies so that utility funds were not used for Internet service. The FCC is committed to spending over $20 billion on expanding broadband. Mizell says after that commitment, her effort ended up gaining a lot of support. All of a sudden, the federal money came out and everybody became much more interested than they were six months ago. And Mizell says many of her lower income constituents could benefit greatly from broadband in ways that they might not even expect. If they had the Internet, they could be saving a lot of money from satellite TV, frankly. You don't have to care about an email account. There's other ways the Internet will save you money. Well, COVID is not the only detriment to people's health. It's also apparently testing a lot of relationships. Here's more on that story. We are seeing an increase in the divorce rate. That's Baton Rouge family practice attorney Nancy Sue George. She says the pandemic is adding to the stress of a divorce as many have lost jobs and health care. You also have people who have underlying health conditions and you have angry spouses who aren't necessarily interested in accommodating those people's health conditions. And she says those who were already in the midst of a divorce are less likely to compromise. I'm Brooke Thorington. Our news update brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Never leave your child in a hot car, even to avoid exposure to COVID-19. You can die in minutes. Always look before you lock. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We've got another upper-level disturbance that is going to be working its way from west to east as we go through the day today, and that does mean another round of widely scattered showers and a few rolling thunderstorms as we get further into the afternoon. Going to see a little bit of sunshine out there early on, and we'll probably see some sunshine by the evening. It's the middle of the day that we're going to deal with some of those clouds. A 60% chance for some rainfall today, and a few thunderstorms going to be in the mix. Temperatures get up to around 88 degrees by the end of the afternoon. Overnight lows are going to be sitting in the upper 70s. And winds will come from the west-southwest 
at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, tomorrow a 40% chance for some scattered showers, mostly for areas north and along I-10. And then for the rest of the week, looking pretty quiet. Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend, looks like it's going to be hot and much drier outside than it's been the last few days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 77 degrees here at the KPL studios. Our weather update brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty. You can give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's the word HOPE to 83393. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. News is good on traffic right now. No crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Just make sure, please, that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today. Our traffic update brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. If you have questions about youth or high school sports, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA is a national nonprofit organization. They develop better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. You can find out more information at positivecoach.org. morning you are the sunshine of my life (sighs) it's true i love my job because i love people so good morning to you happy tuesday oh my goodness okay so if you haven't noticed lately it's like i show up and then rob like disappears but we're not the same person i promise two different people all right so rob's gonna be uh out today but he'll be back tomorrow um, after he tripped over, uh, the, the sledgehammer, uh, and the roller skates and, uh, broke his foot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but he did. He broke his foot. So he's got a couple doctor's appointments, um, today. So he's going to be out. Um, hopefully they can figure out a plan to fix that thing. I don't know. It looks pretty bad. Yikes. Uh, I do know he got one of them scooter things though to help him kind of move around. You know, the kind where you place your knee on it. And then it gives you some mobility. So he's looking, uh, he's looking pretty good this morning. So Rob will be back with us tomorrow, but it's me solo. I get to have all kinds of fun today and, uh, we've got lots of good stuff on the way. So the presidential race, we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up with Brad Blakeman. Now we've had him on before. He was deputy assistant to President George W. Bush. He was also a member of uh, George W. Bush's senior White House staff. So what does it mean in terms of what people are saying in the polls right now? Do people put a lot of stock in polls? Politico, Morning Consult, they had a poll that was recently released. They talk about what they want to see as far as Joe Biden's running mate. So we'll talk with Brad a little bit later this morning, kind of get his thoughts on some of that stuff. All right, Anita Begno joining us from downtown Lafayette. There's always something great going on. So we're going to talk with her a little bit about all of that. Trooper Thomas Gossin, he's the spokesman for Troop I, Louisiana State Police. That's the Acadiana region. We'll check in with him a little bit later on in the 7 o'clock hour today. Chad Romero, the Tuesday talker. What do we do about our money? What's happening with the market? Now, the market did look pretty doggone good yesterday. 
So fluctuations, what do you do? What do you not do? So Chad's going to join us a little bit later on to discuss all of that. Later in the show, a bunch of more interviews going to be coming up on the way. We're also going to chat with Eben Brown later today. So in Texas, with the rise of the cases there, some of the mayors of some of the cities there in Texas are asking the governor, help us a little bit more with control. So we'll find out kind of what's happening with our neighbor uh, to the West and, and what it really means. And will it have any impact on Louisiana? Kathy Banks will join us a little bit later in eight o'clock's hour. Travel specialist talk a little bit about, hey, everybody is wanting to take vacation. For a lot of people, they did the normal thing they do every year. They went ahead and took their kids on vacation. But it's a growing trend right now because we're supposed to be separated, et cetera. A lot of people taking trips by themselves. So we'll find out a little bit more about, you know, what the what the pros and cons of that might be. Hey, you don't have to listen to anybody else whine. You get to pick your own restaurant, et cetera. So got some good topics to talk about this morning. So Brad Blakeman joining us coming up on Acadiana's Morning News. Just burning lead today. I'll be with you throughout the day today. Rob will be back tomorrow. Implicit bias. We've all got it. Many hurl the term as an insult. I take it as a compliment. I'm Kavon Bordelon, and I like being a Catholic, conservative, fun-loving guy. So let's talk about that and everything surrounding those ideals. 11 a.m. Saturdays, Implicit Bias on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It is coming up now on 622 on Acadiana's Morning News. I love hearing from people. I got to tell you, too, I love doing the interviews here on KPL. I've loved it for years because you never know who you're going to be able to get to talk to. So Brad Blakeman is joining us now. He is deputy or was deputy assistant to President George W. Bush, a member of his senior White House staff, too. Now, uh, Brad has 30 years as as being a veteran, if you will, of presidential politics and presidential service, uh, really. Hey, Brad, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, thanks for joining me today. All right, I want to talk with you a little bit about this Politico morning consult poll. You know, there has been a lot of discussion in the last couple of months about Joe Biden. Who is he going to pick as a running mate? But according to this poll, it's it's really less about gender and race and more about some other things. Would you enlighten us? Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden is 77. If elected, he'll be the oldest president ever sworn in at 78. We already know that uh, there's questions about his cognitive ability, whether he's able to handle the job. That's not a a political statement. That's a fact. I'm hearing it from Democrats. People see it for themselves. It's a legitimate question when when uh, someone is running of advanced age. Um, And and, uh, right now, Joe Biden has pretty much put himself in a box saying it's definitely going to be a woman. Uh, when the majority of people uh, in America say that it shouldn't be necessarily a woman, it should be somebody, the majority say, who's capable of being president, should the president not be able to serve. And now I'm hearing from Democrats, and it's being widely reported, that not only will it be a woman, but it's likely to be a woman of color. And again, I think uh, it's fair to say that the reason he's saying that is because of the social unrest we're seeing in the streets. So is Joe Biden necessarily picking the best person that he uh, can find who can assume the office? Should he not be able to serve if elected? Or is it something else? Is it pandering to gender and to race? Um, Normally, the press, if they were fair, would report that. They will not. 
But the people get it, and we're seeing it in the polls, that they don't necessarily believe that it should be one person over the other because of what they are. It should be who they are and, and whether they have the ability to assume the presidency by experience should something happen to Joe Biden uh, when he is president, if he is president. Now, very interesting, at least I find with this, because I thought it would have more to do with gender and race, because as you pointed out, I mean, that's what the press tells us, right? I mean, those are the big things that we hear about every single day. Yeah, and, and Joe Biden has, has said long before there was social unrest that it's going to be a woman. Um, and he totally discounted uh, that it be a man. Um, and, uh, you know, by making these criteria, he's not only boxed himself in, but you, you have to ask yourself, well, why is he doing that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you try and find the best American you can find who's in your party? But Joe Biden doesn't even recognize his party. The Democratic Party of Joe Biden has long passed him by. Mm, mm. And, and what, what, what I'm worried about is, is their political views. Um, he's likely to pick a progressive Democrat, uh, much younger than himself. And, and, and remember, Joe Biden said yesterday, if elected, he's going to transform this country. That's code for, for, uh, for socialism. This is code for where the, the new Democratic Party, Socialist Party, is going. You That's know, more scary than anything. I, I think it does. I think it you know, just completely grips the hearts of, of the people who are mostly in the middle. Because, you know, we are not a socialist nation. And it doesn't work. It, it does not work. It has never worked. Uh, all you have to do is look at the, the uh, trash heap of history. Uh, where countries have gone down that path. Um, but Joe Biden is going to uh, be pushed and pulled in a direction that uh, our country should never take. Um, you know, the, the best part of our country is the ability for, the, for Americans to decide our future, not for the government to dictate to us. We don't need cradle-to-grave care. What we need to do is have a federal government to do for the people what we can't do for ourselves and nothing more. Um, we have an army. Okay, that's terrific to, to protect us. Um, and we have uh, lawmakers to make necessary laws uh, for us to, to abide by. But we don't need the government telling us every minute what we can and cannot do and then make us reliant on government. I don't want to be reliant on government. I can make my own way. You know, and I guess, you know, to me, the heart of the American spirit has always been that exact thing, making your own way, getting out there and doing it for yourself. Yeah, let, let the government do what's necessary and nothing more. Um, I don't want government health care. Uh, I want to be able to go out in the, in, in the free market and, and get the health care I need. Uh, I tell my friends all the time, if you like going to the Department of Motor Vehicles, you're going to love Joe Biden's national health care because <laughs> you're going to sit in a big room, take a number, pick a doctor uh, who you've never seen and will never see before, and that's going to be American health care. No, I don't want that. You know, what do you think it is with the younger people? Is it because of their age and they know less? Is it because they were not properly instructed on history? Is it because they don't pay attention to places like Venezuela? I mean, what is it? Does it just feel good, sound good? And that's why they think socialism is this wonderful way to go? It's all of what you said and one thing more. Um, they've never had to sacrifice. 
Yeah. Uh, like prior generations. My dad went to war uh, when he was 18. Uh, didn't come back for two years. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to my dad later in life, and he instilled in me the lessons he learned, the sacrifice that he made for our country, um, I could tell that was transformative for him. He, he, he was a patriot. He loved our country. He had historical perspective, but he also had that personal experience. I wrote an article recently where I call for national service. Um, I believe that the young people should have national service, whether it's serving in the military, serving um, in, in civil society, mm-hmm. volunteering at a hospital. Um, you have to have that sacrifice, that connection with your country and community. And you also have to have some perspective of history. History means something. Um, you have to learn from it uh, to repeat the good and prevent the bad. Yeah. And uh, the, the younger generation is missing a lot of those components. I think they of, of being a citizen. I think they are. I I am also one of those people that I think young people should serve um, in one capacity or another because I'm with you. I think you know if you don't learn early on that life is difficult, then you expect things to always be easy. You learn nothing. Right, and you become expected. And and when somebody says they're going to give you things, you oh that's great. Yeah, I'm know, so we happy. Don't want free stuff. Right. You know, I don't want free stuff. And when you work for it, you appreciate it a heck of a lot more. That's right. You got skin in the game. Well, Brad Blakeman, hey, thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you? Uh, B Blakeman on Twitter, Brad Blakeman on uh, Facebook, and then I'm on Fox regularly on the business and yeah. channel. I love it. All right. Great talking to you today. Thanks for the honor. Hey, Appreciate it. Take care. All Bye-bye. right. You too. All right. It's coming up now on 631. Um, you know, it is a little bit. I, I think public service is a wonderful thing. Now, you do have a lot of a lot of young people who do um, serve the public in a variety of different ways. You know, John Williams was explaining to us yesterday, you know, how he's gotten his child involved, both of his kids now uh, doing this diaper drive that's going on through um, the end of this month. So I just think it it helps people understand somebody else's perspective. Um, it's coming up now on 632. We've got a look at local headlines, some state headlines. We'll be back too with Anita Begno on the way. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Because great things happen when we live united. Donate. Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It's the bottom of the hour. Now, the top stories from CapeHill965.com. Right now, it's 77 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Lafayette Parish Sheriff's deputies were called out last night to Legris Avenue near Doosan. There, they began an investigation into a homicide to figure out exactly what was going on. A victim of that particular case, 36-year-old Adam West of Doosan. Deputies say that one person is in custody. It is obviously an ongoing investigation. Well, according to officials with the Lafayette Parish School System, they did, for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, have graduation ceremonies 
slated to take place at the Cajun Dome. Unfortunately, a decision between the Louisiana Department of Health and the state fire marshal's office has put the whole kibosh on that happening. Now, according to the Lafayette Parish School Board, they do have a meeting tomorrow or this night tonight to talk about the issue. They began talking about it yesterday. It'll go into today to figure out where and in what form graduation will happen. So obviously there will be a graduation Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but where it will be, all of those details, they're still working on all of it to work everything out. Well, some changes for State Farm in terms of what's happening. The largest auto insurer for our state is giving drivers a decrease in their rates, but it doesn't have anything to do with recent tort reform legislation. Here's more on the story. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin says the dip from State Farm comes thanks to stay-at-home orders. This 9.6% rate decrease that State Farm just announced is national and is driven exclusively by the fact that miles are down. And it's the latest in a string of rate cuts. With three rate decreases that State Farm had taken over the past almost two years now, combined it comes to a 23% total rate decrease. Donlin expects other insurance companies to follow. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Legislation is awaiting the governor's signature that would allow electric co-ops to create their own high-speed internet networks in rural areas. Representative Beth Mizell says the pandemic has really put a spotlight on a serious issue for her rural constituents, and they can't get broadband service. It's overpriced, and then it's still spotty and irregular and very, very low speed. Now, if signed, the co-ops would be able to make broadband companies under separate entities from their current power companies. The FCC is committed to spending over $20 billion on expanding rural broadband. Mizell says after the commitment, the effort gained a lot of support. All of a sudden, the federal money came out and everybody became much more interested than they were six months ago. In other headlines today, a lot of discussion about police reform is expected later this fall and for the 2021 session. Now, the tort reform didn't get much play in the regular session or the special session this year. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James says they will be back looking to strengthen laws, blocking cops who abuse their power from department hopping and pushing legislation to end qualified immunity that blocks officers from civil suits. There are certain things that they know that at the end of the day, they have protection. And police reform conversation was limited in the recent session, but James says that will not be the case next time. For us to really make a lot of changes, we're going to have to have uncomfortable conversations. I'm Matt Doyle. Our news update brought to you by Overhead Door of Lafayette. They'll work for you. They say trust no one else over your head. If you want the best, it's Overhead Door of Lafayette. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with your temperatures getting up to around 88 degrees later this afternoon. We'll see widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms popping up across the area. A 60% chance for some of that rainfall. Again, not everyone's going to be guaranteed some rain. I think most of us will end up with a little bit of wet weather. Overnight lows tonight going to be sitting in the upper 70s. We're back to scattered showers in mostly north Acadiana for tomorrow and then looking quieter and drier through the end of the week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist. Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now we're still holding at 77 degrees. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Double-checking traffic. Things are looking good out there. No traffic crashes. 
and no breakdowns to report to you right now. Just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there this morning. If you've got an update on traffic, please give me a call. You're kind of our eyes and ears out there. 232-1542. And thanks. Anita Begno, downtown Lafayette, joining us on the line. I bet you just love that we get to call you. Now, Rob's not here today, so it was it was me who had to call you so early oh, in boy. the morning. Right? I so, get you all to myself this yes, morning, Bernie. I do. I, I get to talk to you all by my lonesome today. Okay, so I don't know if you heard. Rob decided to go ahead. There was some sort of gymnastics routine that was going on. You know, they have a trampoline at the house, and there was some sort of okay. thing from the trampoline into the swimming pool. And he said then it was like resulted in this terrible break of his foot. So um, I think he's going oh, to try dear. out, yeah, for some sort of circus acrobatic act <laughs> later today. So, <laughs> well, well, I hurt my knee this weekend too. Oh, Bernie, no. so I think Rob and I might be getting old, you oh, know. Oh, so no. we probably should take it a little bit easier. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I hope you're okay. Oh. Man. I'm all right. Yeah, I, yeah, he's all right too. He's got a set of wheels now, uh, which is cool. All right. Yeah, how about that? Okay, so I didn't call you just to chat about this stuff, obviously. Just wanted to kind of get a vibe for things happening downtown Lafayette and how things are kind of progressing right now. Yeah, I mean, the vibe's been a little different over the last few weeks. We've seen more activity on the streets, more people coming back to work, more parking spots being used throughout the day. But, you know, Bernie, it's been an interesting time, like all parts of town and, and really many parts of the state and the country. People are kind of trying to figure out what happens from here. Where do we go from here? What's next? Businesses are starting to reopen, but there's new things that they have to consider. There's new um regulations that they have to think about and, and really downtown we're focused on encouraging people to continue social distancing wear masks in public so that our businesses can continue to stay open i'm joking yeah. <laughs> okay so talk to me about the mask thing yeah you know i know there's a lot of different opinions out there but you know, businesses, employees are required to wear masks when they're serving customers. And so we're encouraging those customers to, in return, when they go into shops, when they go into stores, uh, when they go into to buildings with commercial tenants in it, to please return the favor, wear the mask. We're not, none of us are 100% sure of what's happening right now or right. What, what comes next. But, you know, we're asking people to return that favor with their with their customers and uh, and, and wear those masks because, you know, this is where we are right now. And so, you know, I've I've been masking up. We've been encouraging other people in the downtown to mask up. I know some folks like Michelle Ezel from Tsunami, who's a friend of the show, has mm-hmm. um, really tried to encourage people to, uh, to do the same when they're sitting at um, their tables, of course, and they're eating. They don't need to wear masks. But when they're moving about the cabin, I say, when they're moving oh, about yeah. the restaurant, they're encouraging people to, to do that. And so... You know, that's one small thing that I think we can do to uh, to help those businesses and return the favor for them. 
working hard to keep us safe. So yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're we're trying to continue to support our businesses like we have been this morning. In fact, at nine o'clock, we have a call with one of Kiana and Lita and some other community partners, United Way and others, uh, with Treasurer Schroeder to talk about the Main Street Recovery Program, another opportunity for businesses who were impacted by COVID nineteen to uh, to hopefully get some relief through a program that the state has put together. Yeah, and I love that this is available and free. People just had to register. It's going to happen at 9 this morning. And, you know, that's the thing. They can ask whatever question they have that may be specific to their situation right to Mr. Schroeder. And, um, you know, exactly what you said is everybody's trying to figure it out. Yeah, and, you know, all of these programs have a lot of guidelines um, to consider and a lot of things that, you know, they're they're trying to accomplish through these programs. Different businesses had access to different types of resources. And so I encourage you, if your business has been impacted, this is for businesses all over Lafayette City, Parish, the Kidiana region, um, and, and really the state, honestly, to, to hear from the treasurer and, and to see if this program would be a good fit for your business. So if you have some questions, if you have some thoughts, if, if you have some things that you want to make sure that you understand before you spend the time going through the process this is this is the morning to hear it of course as always we'll record it and if you can't catch it from nine to ten this morning you can always listen to it later i'm sure the treasurer will be giving his office's information so people can reach out at at a later time if that's more convenient for them Um, but this will be live with him and you'll have the opportunity to ask him questions throughout the hour which i you know i think again is just a wonderful thing let's go back to the masks for a second too because you know here's the thing I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask, but you know what? It doesn't, it's not going to kill you to do it. There may be, there are, you know, are a handful of people, if you will, who do have breathing issues. I mean, nobody expects them to do it. But for the rest of us, you know, it, it does it really bother people all that much? Just put the mask on. Well, Bernie, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I'm a middle child and, uh, oh. you know, I have a... I have a strong personality. I don't know if you've come to notice that. No. But, um, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't 100% like being told what to do either. But, you know, I think it's a small act that people can do to support the people around them. And uh, I kind of think of it like a seatbelt, you know, yeah. I, I put a seatbelt on every day because it keeps me safe. And, and it's something that people have told me is a good thing for me to do for my safety. And so I think of a mask kind of like that. Um, and, you know, I know not everybody's on the same page and everyone has opinions, but uh, we're asking that people consider when they come downtown to wear a mask like the employees who are serving them either food or a drink or, you know, something at the bank or whatever it may be. If 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 these businesses are serving customers, they're being asked to wear a mask. So we're just asking people to do the same. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's not going to kill you. You're going to be doing something nice for somebody else. You know, we hear kindness talked about so much. Look, it's an easy way. Just take the politics out of it and put the mask on right. because you may be the healthiest person in the world. And so you can help somebody. You you may be asymptomatic and just walking around. Put the mask on, whatever your political stuff is. God, just be a grown up and put that aside. You know, it's just a mask. Yeah, <sighs> you know, downtown's traditionally a place where people gather. And so... If people are going to be gathering in these different retail shops and, you know, pharmacies and grocery stores like the Handy Stop, um, you know, I think it's a small thing we can do to try to help those businesses stay open. That's that's what we want to do. We want to help them through this time. 
Um, we don't want to have to move backwards. Yeah. And so um, we appreciate that people are continuing to support small businesses during this time, Bernie. You know, there's been a lot of uncertainty, but we have seen a lot of community support and people really rallying around our local businesses. And that has been wonderful to see. Yeah, it really has. And thank God that people are willing to, you know, think about it maybe even a little bit harder than they ever have uh, before. Well, Anita, hey, thanks for letting me bug you so early in the morning and talking <laughs> to us about all of that. And hey, by the time we always give you a call, do you even get your first cup of coffee by this time? No, I just kind of sit quietly and uh, gather all of my strength to talk you know, for <laughs> 10 minutes straight at 630 in the morning. In the morning I know. Uh, but it always makes me excited for my first cup of coffee. Well, then, OK, then that is a good stuff. I, I, I feel better about it then. Hey, thanks for your time this morning. I hope you have a great Tuesday. Thanks for having me. You too, Bernie. All see right. Soon. All right. See you soon. All right, yeah. Oh, and if you haven't been to the Handy Stop downtown, whoo, you should go. Always a great selection of fruits and veggies. Uh, and oh, great, great food in the morning. And oh, man, good stuff at lunch. All right, I got distracted by food. That's what I do. 6.49 in the morning. Time now for Kim Commando. If you're an Apple fan, hang on. Macs are about to get much more powerful and a whole lot faster. Your Tuesday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by Honey the free online tool that automatically finds and applies promo codes to your cart. Visit joinhoney.com slash Kim. It was a quiet announcement made two weeks ago at Apple's annual developers conference. Intel chips are out. New Macs will be powered by a chip made by Apple for Apple and tailored especially for Apple Macs. Meaning, Macs are positioned to leave Windows computers in the dust. They'll be faster and use Apple's latest technology, augmented reality, photo processing, and facial recognition. Why the change? Apple execs believe that Intel has been way too slow introducing more powerful chips that can be now manufactured. With Apple's new chips, Macs become even more compatible with iPhones, iPads, and built-in wireless 5G. It's a big step because Apple is placing a bet on itself. I'm Kim Commando. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? One that's so complicated, you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simple is safer, and that's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home's protected. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Plus, Simply Safe's video verification allows their professional monitors to see crimes in progress and pass that directly to the police when needed. Don't put this off. Head to simplysafekim.com and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafekim.com. Simplysafekim.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. This was the celebration they've always really wanted. Over the July 4th weekend, the American left showed us who they really are and what they believe. Just outside the White House on what's now called Black Lives Matter Plaza, agitators stomped on and burned a big American flag. They chanted one, two, three, four, slavery, genocide, and war. Five, six, seven, eight, America was never great. 
The flag-burning organizers are part of an outfit calling themselves the Revolutionary Communist Party. At other events, American-hating left-wing radicals called for President Trump and Vice President Pence to be removed from office. In multiple cities, the day was marked by murder and mayhem, including mobs pulling down statues. I really hope that what's been on display these past weeks has answered any questions you might have harbored as to who the American left is, what they think of the country, and what they want. First and foremost, these are not people you can debate or compromise with. They don't love America. They don't want our nation to thrive and prosper. They want to destroy it and you. When they say America was never great, that's exactly what they believe. Now, if the left wins in November, it should be obvious to anyone who loves this country that we will be in deep doo-doo, deep trouble. CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now... PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone, say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. The news you want to know. Attorney General. He lied to Congress. Chicken bar should have shown up today. He slandered this man. Circus political stunt. KPEL FM. Brobridge Lafayette. It's a serious situation. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. As a White House Corona Task Force, Dr. Anthony Fauci calls a recent record surge in cases. We are still knee-deep in the first wave of this. It's caused some state and local leaders to close places again, like restaurants and gyms in Miami. But Florida's governor says society must keep functioning, planning to reopen schools. And there's a meeting on that today at the White House. The president will meet today with educators and parents and students. The president says schools must open in the fall. In a separate tweet, he accused... Democratic nominee Joe Biden of not wanting to open schools for political reasons. State and local school officials are still preparing to make decisions about school calendars. As Fox's Jared Halpern, there's a new coronavirus patient in Atlanta. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms tested positive, but she says she's had no symptoms. After a violent weekend in her city, the governor in Georgia is taking action. Fox's Evan Brown explains live. And they've 30 shootings in Atlanta, leaving five dead over July 4th weekend. And numerous instances of vandalism are prompting Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to declare a state of emergency. Atlanta is Georgia's capital city. Now National Guard troops are stationed in front of state buildings. In his executive order, Kemp writes, this lawlessness must be stopped and order restored. The governor has called up a 1,000 Guard troops, and they will be kept on duty through July 13th, Dave. Evan NASCAR's only black driver, Bubba Wallace, replied to a Trump tweet to always respond to hate with love. The president had tweeted Wallace apologized to the other NASCAR drivers who came to his aid only to find out it was another hoax. 
referring to a noose found in Wallace's garage in Talladega that ended up being a pull rope that had been there for months. Well, I don't think Bubba Wallace has anything to apologize for. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham also reacted on Brian Kilmeade's show to the president suggesting NASCAR no longer allowing the Confederate flag to fly hurt ratings. The Confederate flag is not a good way to grow your business. America's listening to Fox News. It's the perfect time for a powerful business refresh during Dell Technologies Cyber Savings Event. It starts now with up to 50% off high-performance Windows 10 business laptops, desktops, and servers, plus top-brand electronics. It's also your chance to streamline IT and simplify PC life cycles with PC as a service. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. It's primary election day in two states, Delaware, where Joe Biden lives and already voted by absentee, and New Jersey, where Democrats will choose the candidate to take on Congressman Jeff Van Drew, who switched parties and is now a Republican. Delaware's primary was originally scheduled for April 28th, while New Jersey's was at first set for June 2nd. Coronavirus concerns postponed them until today. Both states, because of the pandemic, are allowing expanded absentee balloting, or voting by mail. Results will likely be anticlimactic because Joe Biden for the Democrats and President Trump for the GOP have already clinched their respective nominations. Both will accept in August. After today's balloting, presidential primaries remain in only two states, Louisiana this Saturday and Connecticut August 11th. Gernal Scott, Fox News. A man with a shotgun tried to get into a Milwaukee Veterans Hospital last night, but police wouldn't let him. An officer say he refused to drop his gun, then threatened them, and he was shot dead. In Harris County, Texas, early this morning, a deputy constable was ambushed responding to a disturbance, but he survived and is now in good condition. The suspected gunman was later found dead. Do you use TikTok? A lot of kids watch videos on there, but perhaps not for much longer. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the government may ban the Chinese-based social media app in the U.S., telling Fox's the Ingram angle. I don't want to get in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Would the secretary recommend downloading the app before it's banned? Only if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Last week, the FCC designated two Chinese telecommunications companies, Huawei Technologies and ZTE, as security threats and banned American firms from using federal money to buy their equipment. Jack Callahan, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could drop down futures down nearly 200 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 77 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Deputies with the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office were called out to the 100 block of Allegros Avenue near Dusaw. That is where they found a victim identified as 36-year-old Adam West. Deputies say they do have one person in custody. They are investigating the incident and obviously it is ongoing. 
more details as they become available. Well, the future of what's going to happen with graduation ceremonies for Lafayette Parish Public High Schools is really up in the air right now. Now, yesterday, the Lafayette Parish School System was notified that plans for the graduation ceremony at the Cajun Dome could not go forward because that would include more than 250 people in a gathering. So school board members and school system officials are now evaluating to figure out what they can do so that there will be graduation ceremonies Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Lafayette Parish School Board members have scheduled a meeting for tonight to talk about the issue. And again, we'll update you and let you know what happens with that story if there are many any more updates throughout the day today. Well, parish-level leaders are calling for more federal funding as the National Association of Counties estimates The budget losses because of COVID-19 are about $144 billion. Tangipahoa Parish President Robbie Miller, for example, says spread mitigation efforts are eating away at the revenue that they do actually have right now. Everything requires more people, smaller groups. You have to break them up more. Everything takes longer. More costs involved because of PPE. Now, Lafouche Parish President Archie Chasson says sales tax collections are down, but much of the woes in his parish come from COVID's impact on the offshore oil and gas industry and the parish's oil revenue. It helps us build roads and pump stations and levees and all the things that we need to protect our residents. In the month of June, that report came in and the check that we're going to receive was a whopping $27,000. Puts us about $150,000, $160,000 off to where we should have been. Now, Chassel says some estimates show nationally about 1.2 million local government workers have been furloughed or laid off, and that can be even more damaging to the economy for rural areas. Investing in these counties means investing in public health and investing in our local economies. You know, we are some of the largest employers in a lot of cases. Another headlines. An LSU economist warns that holding fanless LSU football games would hammer the Baton Rouge area and the LSU athletics budget. Dr. Lauren Scott says fans spent $58.6 million in new sales on LSU game days last year. Says that money finds its way all through the economy in Baton Rouge. They're spending that on their place to stay when they're here. They're spending it on gasoline. They go to the mall. Then the restaurants are huge, of course, gainers during the football weekend. Now, LSU football made those millions for 2019, while most of the other sports ran deficits. And Scott says the cancellation of the football season could impair other sports and their ability to keep things going. You have six times more people attending football games than the number two attending, which is the men's basketball. So this is huge for the LSU athletic department, and this is a big decision. Now, the season is set to go ahead as usual, but no word has been given on the stadium experience, which can feature up to 102,000 people when it's full. Scott says turning that many people away is going to be devastating. The football season will be tough. I mean, if you think about it for a moment, we have 64 parishes in our state. 49 of them have a smaller population than the number of people that fit in that stadium. In other news today, police reform, well, it was on the back burner while tort reform dominated the recent special session. But one Baton Rouge lawmaker says that's not going to be the case next time. 
that lawmakers are heading to the Capitol. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James says they will be back looking to strengthen laws, blocking cops who abuse their power from department hopping and pushing legislation to end qualified immunity that blocks officers from civil suits. There are certain things that they know that at the end of the day, they have protection. And police reform conversation was limited in the recent session, but James says that will not be the case next time. For us to really make a lot of changes, we're going to have to have uncomfortable conversations. I'm Matt Doyle. State Farm Auto Insurance policyholders, they can expect a nearly 10% decrease in their rates. Now, Insurance Commissioner Jim Donilon says the drop is not linked to recent tort reform. This is a national rate decrease that's being done to the same extent in almost in every state in America by State Farm. Now, State Farm is the largest auto insurer for the state of Louisiana. They have a million policyholders. Dunlin says the rate decrease can be attributed to people staying at home and off of roadways during the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Therefore, accidents are down and therefore claims and even litigation is down as a result of stay-at-home orders. Dunlin says the decrease combined with other rate decreases in the last couple of years has resulted in a 23% total rate decrease for State Farm policyholders. Legislation is awaiting Governor John Bell Edwards' signature. That legislation would allow electric co-ops to create their own high-speed Internet networks for rural areas that are lacking broadband access. Representative Beth Mizell says the pandemic has put a spotlight on those serious issues for her constituents and others who live in rural areas who can't get access. It's overpriced and then it's still spotty and irregular and very, very low speed. If signed into law, the co-ops would be able to make broadband companies under separate entities from the current power companies they have so that utility funds would not be used for Internet service. Now, the FCC is committed to spending over $20 billion on expanding broadband to rural areas. And Mizell says once that commitment came online, uh, got more unpopular with a lot of people. All of a sudden, the federal money came out and everybody became much more interested than they were six months ago. And Mizell adds that lower income constituents can benefit greatly from broadband in ways that people might not necessarily think of. If they had the internet, they could be saving a lot of money from satellite TV, frankly. You don't have to care about an email account. There's mm-hmm. other ways the internet will save you money. COVID is not only detrimental to people's health, but it's also testing relationships. We are seeing an increase in the divorce rate. That's Baton Rouge family practice attorney Nancy Sue George. She says the pandemic is adding to the stress of a divorce as many have lost jobs and health care. You also have people who have underlying health conditions and you have angry spouses who aren't necessarily interested in accommodating those people's health conditions. And she says those who were already in the midst of a divorce are less likely to compromise. I'm Brooke Thorington. And it's coming up now on 712 and our news update being brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty. Give a $40 one-time gift. You can text the word HOPE to 83393. That's the word HOPE to 83393.
We've got another upper-level disturbance that is going to be working its way from west to east as we go through the day today, and that does mean another round of widely scattered showers and a few rolling thunderstorms as we get further into the afternoon. Going to see a little bit of sunshine out there early on, and we'll probably see some sunshine by the evening. It's the middle of the day that we're going to deal with some of those clouds. A 60% chance for some rainfall today, and a few thunderstorms going to be in the mix. Temperatures get up to around 88 degrees by the end of the afternoon. Overnight lows are going to be sitting in the upper 70s. And winds will come from the west-southwest at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, tomorrow a 40% chance for some scattered showers, mostly for areas north and along I-10. And then for the rest of the week, looking pretty quiet. Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend, looks like it's going to be hot and much drier outside than it's been the last few days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And we're still holding at 77 degrees here at KPL. Our weather update brought to you by the Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth management and retirement planning is just a phone call away, 366 8366. That's 366 News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Couple of traffic hotspots right now. A little bit earlier, uh, Fender Bender North College at Johnston Street. That's North College at Johnston Street. Also have one on Olier Road. It's between Southfield Span and Weaver Lane. That's Olier Road between Southfield Span and Weaver Lane. Make sure you're buckling up out there. Traffic. Brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. They're in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Go to tjmartell.org and find out more. It's open enrollment season, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that saves most families about $500 a month. Google MediShare and see if it's a fit for you. Only. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we've watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the So coming up now on 719 in the morning and on Tuesdays, we get to talk to this gentleman. 
He is the spokesman for Louisiana State Police Troop I, the Acadiana area. Trooper Thomas Gossin joining us now. Sir, thanks for being with us today. Good morning. Good morning, Bernie. I know that um, that you guys are spending time investigating things all the time, doing routine traffic work, etc. So talk to me. This happened to uh, to us the other day. Now, I don't know. Um, what are the rules when it comes to like if you if you have a trailer, I, people use trailers a lot to move like goods and different things. But the lights, for example, they must be functional on the back of the trailer, right? Yes, they do need to, to have that. But, you know, one of the most common problems we have or one of the most common questions I get uh, at the troop will get calls saying, hey, uh, you know, my, my grandfather had a trailer and uh, it's in the field and it never was titled Ooh. or somebody gave me a trailer or I'd like to or I made a trailer. How can I get this thing stamped? Because it needs a VIN number in order for it to get a registration from the DMV. And that needs to be assigned by state police. Oh. So there's several things that need to happen before. So if anybody's out there and you have a, a, a used trailer that you just want to get stamped, um, you, you got to understand there's a bunch of requirements for this. So sometimes by the wow. end of it, you're probably better off just buying a new trailer. <laughs> but but there's several things. So if I want to use if I want to use a, an axle or a frame or a tongue or whatever it is off of a, a an existing manufactured trailer. I have to have an order to dismantle that existing trailer. I have to have that from the motor vehicles office saying that mm -hmm. I could take apart this trailer and use it. In order for me to say that this is a homemade trailer, it's a homemade trailer, I have to have that notarized, signed and notarized affidavit stating that this trailer is homemade, that you're, you're swearing that you made it. Um, all the materials, the frame, the deck, reflectors, like you were saying, the lights, the chains, the hitch, all the, all those need to have receipts from wherever you got everything from it. Oh. Um, if it's a certain weight, if it if it's over you know three to five thousand pounds on, on a single axle, you need to have a, a a braking system on that trailer as well. We've had some people come with a homemade trailer and they had no brakes on it. It was a huge trailer. Mm. It needed to be it needed to be fixed. So we can't do that. So there's certain requirements you need. So if you're in question about that, call the troops. You know we can we can give you a packet of information of what to do before you start this process, because it's a lot. It's a whole, whole lot of, of, of work. I would um, never you know, have just, thought just that. Just to assign, no, it's true. And look, just to assign a serial number, you know, you have to, you, you got to show proof of ownership of, of the paperwork of a trailer you have. You know, now, I'm not going to get into all of it because it, it, it becomes really um, from state to state or from, from this this trailer to this trailer, the, the, every situation is different. But if it, if basically, if it has already been stamped, then I can't assign a number to it. So there are certain steps you have to go through, and, and there's certain do's and don'ts and, and cans and can'ts when it comes to assigning a VIN number to a trailer. So if anybody's out there listening and you're working on thinking about that, please call our office before you get started on this, before it costs you a whole lot of money and you do things twice. Mm, yeah, because um, imagine how frustrated. the question we get. Yeah, it's true. And you know, a lot, uh, one other thing that we get a lot of questions about is is physical inspections. If Bernie, if you wreck your car and you buy it back from your insurance company, or you buy a vehicle from a, a used car lot and it's been wrecked or salvaged, titled, and you and in order to get it back on the roadway, you got to get a physical inspection done for us through uh, through us. Now there are different departments that do physical inspections. Um, okay. Certain sheriff's offices and PDs will do it. So check your local area see if they do it. But but we do physical inspections, and that basically what you're doing is we're trying to prevent chop shops from opening up. In other words, 
dismantling uh, stolen vehicles and selling parts. Because when you use car parts to fix your car, you have to state where those parts came from, what the VIN number was from that car. There's a form to fill out. Um, whether, even if you didn't change parts, you just kind of, there's still some forms you have to fill out. So there are some processes that, that take place, and, and, and it's common. It, it happens all the time. But um, just know that that, that that is a thing. And that We're not talking about the motor vehicle inspection where I'm going to say, turn your lights on, turn your blinkers on, turn your horn on. That's not the inspection we do. We're running the VIN number. We're checking the serial numbers on the car. We're making sure they're not tampered with, and just different things like that. I'm glad that we have this segment. So the, I mean, who knew that there well, was so much that goes into it, but it's super important. It, it, it is. And, you know, and they, again, you know, it's funny how many times you come across stuff and, and there may be a stolen part that's been used. And so at that point, we have to turn it over to our our uh, stolen vehicle uh, section and, and they kind of take it over from there. Yeah, so, you, uh, don't waste you know, your time. Then make sure you know you got it all set and ready to go. Right. Because, well, no. And I'll tell you this, a lot of people say, well, well you know, if I, I can't get a license plate for the car because you, I need the inspection, but how do I drive the car to go get it inspected? If you have if, if you have the paperwork from the DMV stating this is what you're doing, you have insurance on the vehicle, proof of insurance on the vehicle, um, You and I know you won't have a license plate or a current license plate, but you can drive the vehicle to our office, you know, Monday through Thursday, uh, 8 to 8 to 3.30. And you can get the inspection done. So you don't have to have a plate on the vehicle to drive it to our office. Now, that doesn't mean you can drive around town, run your errands, and use it all yeah, the time. Right. But but to get it inspected, if you have the forms with you saying, look, I'm going through the troops to get this inspected right now, you know, we you can drive the car like that. Okay. Well, so, that's um, good to know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of things like that that, you know, state police do that people kind of don't understand the process of. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to touch on that this morning. Um, I, I do want to say, mention like last night we had uh, two fatalities in the Acadiana area. Um, mm. One was one was seat belted, uh, failed to yield at a stop sign. Another one veered off the road and was unseat belted and was injected. So, again, we're going to remind people, please wear those seat belts. You know, uh, stop at stop signs, scan both ways. Don't don't roll the stop signs. You know, you do have blind spots on those cars. Um, you know, and a lot of these these crashes are, are totally totally preventable. And unfortunately, you know, we had two death notifications made last night. God. So uh, just reminding the public to please be more aware and alert. Yeah. And, you know, um, you, you can get a ticket for rolling through, rolling through stop signs. Absolutely. You'll get a ticket, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing, too. We are getting a lot of questions about the DMVs um, yes. being closed or open, people unsure. Um, there is a website you can go to, uh, Express Lane. Uh, through the DMV where you mm -hmm. can go and check and see if the DMVs are open. And, it, and it's a it's a pretty good website. Um, if you go to that, it will say it will say exactly which offices are closed. It's called expresslane.org, www.expresslane.org. When you go to that website, it has a bar at the top, and it says office closures or open offices. When you click on that, it'll list all the offices that are open or closed or at that time. And there's different tabs that do different things for you. So uh, it's a really helpful site. Uh, I, I went to it yesterday to kind of check it out. Mm -hmm. um, especially in these times when you're not sure if the things are open or closed all, all around, that's a good time to do that. There's some things that you can also do online. And there's also, uh, I think, a list of tag agents, uh, you know, that are not a, not the DMV, but the, the privately owned DMV type. Type businesses. places, yeah. 
correct, that you can go, most of those places offer you services where you can get a license, you can get a, a, a driver's license renewed, you can get, you can do almost almost everything that a DMV can do um, at these things. So it is convenient to have those at the times whenever the DMV is not open as well, or if you don't feel like, you know, the, dealing with the crowd that some DMVs have. Which is the the biggest part. A that's why, of, yeah, that's why we use the, yeah, yeah we use expresslane.org and we also have used some of those little businesses where you can get other stuff done and that you don't, you know, you don't need the office to go to. You can go there. You pay a little correct. bit more, but it's so much easier. You pay, you pay a convenience fee. For, yeah, that's correct. You pay a convenience fee to, and it's kind of walk in and walk out. It's a, yeah. you, you, normally there's not a real big wait at all compared to some of the DMVs that are very busy locations, you know. I'd rather pay that little bit of a convenience fee and get in and get out and get it all done, you know? That that That's correct. I, I, I've done the same as well. All right. Before we let you go, I do want to talk a little bit. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Do y'all still, are y'all still offering right now help with uh, parents who are trying to install seats? Absolutely. The, okay. the child seats. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So every Wednesday from 8 to noon, I know, I know we're kind of going back and forth between phases, but um, we are still offering the, the child seat inspections. Um, you know, last month, we just opened up last month, and I think throughout the month we had 18. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting, too. So uh, one final thing, too, about summer. There was actually, we had something from the National Transportation uh, Highway Safety Administration talking about, you know, people being worried, and so they don't take their kid into a place because they're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want my kid to get COVID. You cannot leave a, a child in a car for even even a minute. It's too dangerous. Oh, is your phone on mute? Oh, we lost you. All right, well, we'll check in with him a little bit. Um, just another reminder about that, though. You have to be careful uh, with all of that. Even one minute is way too long. It gets hot in a car very, very quickly. So, and if you do need uh, help with installing uh, your child's safety seat, you can always call True Pie. They'll schedule an appointment for you, and they're happy to help you out. We've got headlines coming up in just... Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. KPL News Time coming up now on 733 here at KPL. Right now, 78 degrees at the KPL Studios. Well, officials in Doosan say a shooting took place last night. One person has died. They're beginning and continuing an investigation into the shooting death. This happened in the 100 block of Allegros Avenue in the Doosan area. The victim, 36-year-old Adam West of Doosan, deputies say, it's an ongoing investigation. More details are expected later. Changes coming up for the plans for seniors graduating from Lafayette Parish Public Schools. The plan was to have the graduations at the Cajun Dome. It was to be held Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Those plans are now changed due to the fact that there was no approval given by state officials. So officials with the Lafayette Parish School System including school board members are looking at other alternatives. So graduation will happen, but in what form it will happen, that is yet to be decided. There has been a meeting that's scheduled for this evening to discuss it all. Should an update come before then, we, of course, 
We'll let you know. Well, the National Association of Counties is estimating that budget losses due to COVID-19 are roughly about $144 billion, leaving parishes in a financial crunch and seeking help from the feds in the form of tax dollars sent our way. We had to change how we do processes. We have to do more with it and invest in different equipment. Tangipahoa Parish President Robbie Miller says adding spread mitigation efforts are eating away at the remaining revenue. Lafouche Parish President Archie Chason says a federal funding lifeline is vital as government can be one of the larger employers in a rural area. Just asking for that strong federal state local partnership to help us address those far-reaching safety and economic impacts as the back end of this crisis continues to unfold. I'm Kevin Barnhart. An LSU economist is warning that holding fanless LSU football games would hamper the Baton Rouge economy, along with the budget of LSU athletics. Now, Lauren Scott says that fans spent $58 million in new sales on LSU game days last year. Says that money find its way, it will find its way all through a city's economy, he said, but that likely is not going to happen if you don't have fans at the game this year. They spend in that on their place to stay when they're here. They spend it on gasoline. They go to the mall. Then the restaurants are huge, of course, gainers during the football weekends. Now, LSU football made all those millions last year, while most of the other sports ran deficits. Scott says the cancellation of the football season could impair the ability of other sports to be able to operate. Have six times more people attending football games than the number two attending, which is the men's basketball. So this is huge for the LSU athletic department, and this is a big decision. Now, the season is set to go ahead as usual, but no word has been given on what the stadium experience will be like. Now, that particular stadium can hold up to 102,000 people. Scott says turning that many people away would be devastating when it comes to the local economy, and the economy for LSU athletics. The football season would be tough. I mean, if you think about it for a moment, we have 64 parishes in our state. 49 of them have a smaller population than the number of people that fit in that stadium. Well, there was little to no action on police reform in the special session, but advocates say that's not going to be the case going forward. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James says he's going to revive an effort to revoke qualified immunity for officers. He says the effort to allow police to be held liable for misbehavior in civil court will be a major part of reform discussions. He says right now, no matter what happens with the officer, unless there is a, a very similar circumstance where the facts are almost exactly the same, then officers is immune from civil liability. Now, push to end qualified immunity didn't get out of committee. James says they'll also be pushing to build on current laws that stop bad police officers from department hopping. He says right now, if you're convicted of excessive force, you can just go to another department. But then there are other issues, too. We're looking at losing post-certification based on use of force complaints or discipline because we're seeing that a lot of those officers aren't getting prosecuted. But there are some that have resigned because of use of force. Now, the special session took place as the George Floyd protests began Discussions on the issue at the heart of those protests, like police brutality, were restrained. But Ted James says it's not going to be that way next time. A lot of times we, we ignore these uncomfortable conversations, but that's the only way we're going to get past just the, the uncomfortable nature of even having a discussion about police. It's coming up now on 739 here at KPL.
We've got another upper-level disturbance that is going to be working its way from west to east as we go through the day today, and that does mean another round of widely scattered showers and a few rolling thunderstorms as we get further into the afternoon. Going to see a little bit of sunshine out there early on, and we'll probably see some sunshine by the evening. It's the middle of the day that we're going to deal with some of those clouds. A 60% chance for some rainfall today, and a few thunderstorms going to be in the mix. Temperatures get up to around 88 degrees by the end of the afternoon. Overnight lows are going to be sitting in the upper 70s. And winds will come from the west-southwest at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, tomorrow a 40% chance for some scattered showers, mostly for areas north and along I-10. And then for the rest of the week, looking pretty quiet. Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend. Looks like it's going to be hot and much drier outside than it's been the last few days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And now 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. Weather brought to you by Home Furniture. Homefern.com. How can you find out about all the great deals? Well, there are tons of them right now. Just tons of great deals. Whether you're looking for... A dining room set, or maybe you're looking for a new coffee table, accent table, maybe a new recliner. How about a brand new, beautiful, big, comfy sofa? Look, home furniture has everything that you can imagine at wonderful prices. So now is the time to look at what they have got for you. There are all these locations, too. You got Lake Charles. You've got Lafayette, New Iberia. You got Baton Rouge. Look, if you're looking to find a great piece of furniture, the folks at Home Furniture are going to help you get it done, and then they're going to deliver it the next day. Just go and pick it out. Look at what you want or visit the store. Homefern.com. That's homefern.com. Think about this. There are more than 40,000 furniture and mattress options. You are going to find what you love at homefern.com. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. This week, we're getting ready for our 4th of July special by asking people from all over the country, what do you think makes America great? But it's not about politics or political parties. It's about bringing people together on our nation's birthday to remember what has made this country the greatest nation the world has ever known. It's full of personal stories of struggles, sacrifices, and successes that could only be written in America. So join us for our American Ground, What Makes America Great 4th of July special. We hope you'll enjoy it, and we hope it'll make your celebration of the 4th of July even that much better. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Park. On News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so traffic very boring once again. We like it that way. We will take it. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you buckle up out there. Our traffic update brought to you by the Jambalaya Shop, 4150 West Congress. Right across from St. Edmund's Church, serving up fresh jambalaya, pastalaya, and sides in their convenient drive-through. They also have carry-out or delivery.
It's coming up now on 745. It's Tuesday morning. Chad and I are having way too much fun in this studio. Um, we, we, I'm telling you, we, we could be some dance partners. I know. You know? I'm telling you. Well, I, can, I can get it when, if, if it comes down to it. Yeah, like, like I know. I can bring it home. Yeah, me too. I have to tell you, though, I can't remember any of the steps to any any dancing though except no? for the two step yeah because you i mean it's two I mean, can steps. you freeze still <laughs> like like the freeze i, I don't know come I don't on think you I ain't been in a wedding anymore. and jumped out there and done the freeze come on not in a long right. that's just, long time it's like riding a bike like well just kind of maybe i would know you would like if i saw oh, yeah. everybody else mm-hmm. doing it mm-hmm. uh but i'm not saying the coordination's there you anymore would. oh either, it is though. oh I, uh-huh. I think you got it okay, when i just see them little shoulders going it's all good <laughs> oh, you put so, that the groove on right there. Do you kick up your heels oh, when you're yeah. at somebody's wedding? Still? Oh, what? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah, That's I'm, good. Yeah, I'm a dancer. Uh-huh. I'm not shy. I like to get it. Uh huh. So do you remember that show Solid Gold? Did you watch that as yeah, a kid? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Like I was in my underoos, like <laughs> dancing to Solid Gold. Absolutely. Solid Batman Gold. Batman or good. Spider-Man, bro. Um I had both, to be honest, really? and Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I think and it was like Inca- a three-pack from oh, Sears, right? Oh, yeah, right? Because everybody at that time, that's where yeah. you got your drawers. Got my drawers you know? and my shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, right. our, that's our throwback Thursday segment on Big Old Tuesday, right? Oh, really? So Solid Gold, <laughs> like you, you were down with that too? Solid, solid gold, gold, yes. We yeah. used to watch that as kids. Uh, Who hosted that? Was oh, that, uh, gosh. It, I don't even remember. I just remember the dancers. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, it's great. I love dancers. Oh, like, I like watching dancers. Like, okay, I do too, but I'm telling you, if I tried to ever copy something like that, oh, no, I no, too no. would have a broken foot. I ain't foot. got that in me. No. I'm still like uh-uh. dad mode and most of the time. <laughs> dad mode most <laughs> of the dad time, dance, huh? right? White socks with loafers, <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> Please tell me you don't do that to your children in public. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I do too. I'm not scared. But I do the socks with Crocs. Just yeah, are you, know do you? It, no, I don't go that far. It annoys my family, <laughs> so I do it on purpose, and they're like, oh, my God, she did it again. Uh, oh, I'm not good. saying, yeah, I do it on purpose. It's true. Yeah, I know me too. So, all right, speaking all right. of the family, yeah, um, you know, I think most people live the, the majority of their adult lives worrying about their kids, thinking about their kids, thinking about their spouse, uh, et cetera. I know we watch the market. Mm. Every day, mm-hmm. um, I think most people do. Can you kind of feel the temperature or take a temperature kind of if if we could of what it's kind of really like out there? Is there still a lot of fear going on for people? So so I think there's a, yes, I yeah. do. I, I yeah. think there's a lot of fear still going on, but I think it's like a racehorse in the gate just waiting to take off. Yeah. Just kind of saying, yeah, OK, there there's a solution to this mm-hmm. you know things are getting better and and it kind of happened already to mm-hmm. be honest with mm-hmm. you they it's like they it was a false start but they're pulling everybody back in the gate again and 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 i think the economy was roaring we were looking for you know a lot of good things economy wise business wise nobody knows what the market's gonna right. do right I mean, true uh, but historically we know it's gone up right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. It's, it's higher than it was in 1950 right but I, I think everybody's really anxious to get back to work. And whenever they allow us to do that, um, it's going to be off to the races. Yeah, I in, think so, in, too. In every aspect. People, especially with this kind of rejuvenation, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, this little break and then kind of back 
to business. To a little, yeah. And then yeah, a little bit. Taking and then it, it like, away. Oh, wait. I mean, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think, you know, I know a lot of people find the masks so very frustrating. Mm-hmm. I know, like, it just drives them crazy. Right. And I get it. But if that means that, you know, it offers some level of protection to somebody else, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear the mask. I hate it. It's hot. Right. You know, um, it's annoying. But I'm also a crazy hand washer. I love the hand sanitizer. Yep, Try not to me. touch people, right. you know. Um, just trying to do whatever we can so that people do feel comfortable going out there. And I'll tell you, based on traffic, you would think that there's an awful lot of activity going on in, in Lafayette anyway. At I'm not driving. I've driven in a lot of other areas. Boy, Man. let me tell you, even, you know, Saturday, I was out there getting some stuff done uh, yeah. that I had to get done. Aaron wise and man there were just people everywhere cars everywhere. everywhere so i am guessing that that is probably pretty good provided people are following guidelines yeah. that will help them i guess i know which the, is i mean what do you think about the mat like I, here's I, what i know it probably can't hurt that's, yeah, right. that's my kind of take on it. Yeah. Right. And my thing is, if people want to wear it, great. If they don't want to wear it, that's great, too. Like, I wear it because, like, we have reasons in our family to wear it. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I wear a mask. Right. Um, and I also know, hey, I might protect somebody else, um, even though I would <laughs> thank you, Jesus, uh, that I have not gotten it. But I think if I did, I would be a symptomatic person, mm-hmm. right? Right, um, right? So either way, doing whatever I can to protect somebody. Right. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of all for that. But yeah. I get it. Some people, they don't want to do it. And look, whatever. it's America. Right. You can do what you That's want, right. you right. know? Um, I'm just like, is it really going to kill you to do it? I understand if you're asthmatic or you have COPD. You know, there are certain situations uh, where people have issues and the mask is not a good idea. Totally get it. Right. Um, but for, you know, for most people, is it really going to bug you that much to wear the mask? Yeah, look, and we're kind of limiting, right? Right. We're limiting what we do. So yeah. it's a limited. I had to take a test the other day, two and a half hours. Algebra? Uh, Kind of. Oh. Kind of. Okay. Uh, it was that bad, huh? It, it was bad. Word problems? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Did you flunk that in high school? Just checking. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, I passed this one, but I failed the high school <laughs> <laughs> when I care, right? But I had to wear the mask the whole time in front to of the computer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was required in, you know, in this little testing center. Over yeah. There. And look, it was. Yeah, it's hot it was, and it's, it it's yucky, but you're but, like, eh. Yeah, it, eh. it is what it is. It is what it is. Kind of, you know, I guess that's the biggest thing. I actually, a uh, family member, um, passed away and uh at the memorial yesterday um you know one of the things that uh one of my husband's uncles said was was so true and it's three things that he lives by and number two being don't sweat the small stuff because really he is that is his philosophy and i think it has served him greatly throughout his entire life because Mm -hmm. you cannot sweat the small stuff Put the mask on and go about your business. If you keep concentrating on the fact that you're sweating and it, it it's uncomfortable and your ears, then if you focus on that, that's what you can keep feeling with it. Right. Just put it on, ignore it, and go about your business. Right. You know? Yeah. I, agree. I don't know. That kind of puts it, I think, in a little bit of perspective. Yeah. Because we worry about all of these things so much and we've got yeah. bigger issues. And it's really not that big a deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, 
Right. It's no fun, but yeah. Uh, and at least you can get creative with the designs. We you know? do we have time to talk about a topic? We do. Okay, Let's so get it. so let me so you know with everybody kind of in and out of work, maybe being laid off. Yeah, I figured it would be a good uh, discussion today about old four hundred one ks. Oh. Yes, okay. great is, idea. Is yeah. that kind of cool? I think that's a great topic. I, um, I, a lot of discussion people have talked about that going on lately, yes. So I think not a lot of people are aware of what the options actually are. Mm. Okay, so let's say, you know, you don't have a job tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you got this 401k that you've been contributing to for, I don't know, 5, 10, 2, 3, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And it's at the employer. So there are three options, right? Oh, that you have. Okay, I just assumed you had to like, you know, like roll it over because if you cast it, it'd be. Yeah, actually, okay. you don't have to. Ah, some plans right. require it, and it's all going to be determined about the plan documents, right? Okay. But some people don't require you to roll it over. So maybe one of the best options is number one is to leave it at your current employer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it can stay invested in and all that good stuff of what it was doing. Just sure. obviously, there's no more contributions going into it. Number two, you could roll it into your new employer stuff if they allow it. Okay. Right? That's what a lot yeah. of people do. They get another mm -hmm. job and they're like, hey, do you allow me to do this transfer? Mm -hmm. So you can do that. Or you can move it into an IRA, which is what a lot of people think they have to do. And you know what? I really advise sometimes, hey, look, this plan is really good. The investment lineup is good. You really need to leave it where it's at. I know it's hard for us because we make money when we get money sure does, does that make sense but, no, yes. but sometimes in the best interest of the client it is based on their situation a lot yes. better just to leave it but then you can roll it into an ira or transfer it into an mm. ira so um there's advantages and disadvantages of, okay. of each of those yeah a couple are not many people know this and this is a great one I, I, that i always try to tell them so if you're in a 401k plan whether it's with your current employer or a previous one yeah you know, everybody always says 59 and a half. That's when you That's can start taking your, it without right. penalty. Okay. Right? Right. Well, in those plans, depending on a couple of circum circumstances, yeah. you could actually start taking distributions at age 55. No kidding. With no penalty. Right. Really? There's some caveats and some rules based behind okay. it. But get with the advisor and he can explain. I'm not going to really get into the sure, trenches with but that. Talk, yeah, talk so to that, them. They can talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, that's really cool that mm -hmm. you can do it at 55. An IRA is 59 and a half. So if it's not straight an, up, straight up, okay, if it's in an that. IRA, it's 59 and a half. Um, one other thing is beneficiaries. Okay. So if you're in a employer sponsored plan, okay, your spouse is automatically default. As the person who will get it. That's right. In the event you of your cannot assignment. put anyone else unless the spouse signs off on it. Wow. In an IRA, mm -hmm. you can name anyone. So anybody so, you want. You can name me. So if okay. you're out there and you want to put some. Okay. Magic. So yeah. those are just little bitty things that we help people kind of go to. That's what advisors yeah. help people with. These, these little tricks of the trade, if you will, the kind of in-depth things of what's truly best and to make sure everything goes the way you want it to. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's it. Okay. All right. How do people get in touch with you, by the way? Um, Website. Mm -hmm. Email chad.romero at nm.com. Okay. Easy enough to do. Yeah, that's Gosh, perfect. I love you, man. We covered yeah. all these topics. Beautiful. Beautiful. 55. Didn't know that. Thank you. You taught us some good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, 757. Fox News commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and Kanye West says he's running for president. I'll tell you why this idea gets a bad rap. Next. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at pch.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life.
Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. So Kanye West, the superstar rapper and fashion designer, says he's running for president. People think he's crazy, but I don't think you should judge Kanye until you walk a mile in his shoes, which will cost you $179.99. Who knows how serious he really is? After all, he made the announcement at 10 p.m. on the 4th of July, which is not exactly the most coherent hour of the night if you've been partying all day. I was so plastered by 10 o'clock I was arguing with a lawn ornament. As for Kanye's stance, if he is serious, he's already missed the filing deadline to be on the ballot in nine states, which means he'd have to be a write-in candidate. Now, don't get me wrong, he'd definitely inspire a high turnout, but enough about pot smokers. I think Kanye is incredibly talented, but the American people are not going to elect a reality TV star with no political experience. Okay, so that's a bad example on my part, but the point is, I'll believe he's running when I see it. Until then, if I want to see someone rambling incoherently about politics, I'll watch a Joe Biden interview. That's your... News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge, Lafayette. A state of emergency. I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News declared by Georgia's Republican governor calling up a thousand National Guard troops after a weekend of deadly shootings in Atlanta. An eight-year-old girl among those killed. GOP Congressman Doug Collins from Georgia just told Fox. But it shouldn't take a tragic death for somebody to all of a sudden say, wow, we need to enforce the law. Now, Georgia's Democratic Party leader says it's disgusting that Governor Kemp is using his executive power to protect state buildings after months of inaction on the coronavirus and police brutality. Now, the weekend was even more violent and deadly in Chicago, where there's an arrest in the shooting that got a lot of attention. Fox's Jeff Manasso has more live. Dave, first-degree murder charges are now filed against a 33-year-old Chicago man in the weekend shooting death of 7-year-old Natalia Wallace, the little girl shot in the forehead on the 4th of July as she played outside her family's home. It's like kids are just dying left or right out there. Why did you target my child? Why did you have to kill my child? Wallace's mother, Michelle Rogers, a 14-year-old boy, also among over 70 shot in a dozen killed. With Mayor Lori Lightfoot, like New York City's embattled mayor, blaming coronavirus as a contributing factor in the explosion of violence. Dave. Uh, Jeff, as the virus keeps surging in most states, White House Task Force Dr. Anthony Fauci is calling it a serious situation. Within a period of a week and a half, We've almost doubled the number of cases. President Trump wants kids back in school, and there's a big discussion on that today at the White House. The president and first lady will meet with teaching professionals, students, and parents at all levels of education to discuss the impact of keeping schools closed. So far, 39 states have released some type of guidance to reopen schools this fall. Fox's Todd Pyro. The clock may be ticking on TikTok, the app a lot of American kids watch videos on. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says it's collecting information for the communist Chinese, telling Fox's Laura Ingram TikTok could be banned here. I don't want to get in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. America's listening to Fox News. It's the perfect time for a powerful business refresh during Dell Technologies Cyber Savings Event. It starts now with up to 50% off high-performance Windows 10 business laptops, desktops, and servers, plus top-brand electronics. It's also your chance to streamline IT and simplify PC life cycles with PC as a service. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. 
Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. The Supreme Court still has some cases left to decide in a term that's extended deeper into the summer than usual in this corona crisis. One key ruling will be on President Trump's effort to keep his financial records and tax returns away from House Democrats and a New York prosecutor. Win or lose on that, Democrats want to revive yet another case against the president. A court filing joined by 215 congressional Democrats asked the U.S. Supreme Court to revive a lawsuit alleging the president is violating the emoluments clause of the Constitution. A federal appeals court dismissed the lawsuit, ruling the lawmakers have no standing to sue. It's unlikely the justices decide whether or not to take up the case until late September. If they do agree to hear the case, it's unlikely to be argued before early next year. Democrats accuse President Trump of profiting from his hotel business in violation of the Constitution's ban on federal officials receiving gifts from a foreign state without congressional approval. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are falling down more than 200 points for the Dow. Several Major League Baseball teams are still awaiting coronavirus test results, including the defending champion Washington Nationals, who canceled a workout as a precaution. The season starts two weeks from Thursday. The New York Yankees and Washington Nationals will get the 2020 season started on July 23rd with first pitch at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Major League Baseball unveiling their schedule for the shortened campaign Monday that will see all 30 ball clubs play 60 games each. 40 of those against division rivals, the other 20 against their counterparts in the opposing league, the AL East taking on the NL East, for example. The L.A. Dodgers and San Francisco Giants will also take the field on July 23rd, with all other ball clubs opening up their seasons on the 24th. That's Fox's Matt Napolitano. Six NBA teams will arrive in Orlando, Florida today. That's where the season will restart later this month. The other 16 teams will show up later in the week. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 78 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. There was a shooting that happened near Dusan on the 100 block of Allegros Avenue last night. Lafayette Parish Sheriff's deputies are investigating the case as a homicide. The victim has been identified as Adam West, a 36-year-old from Dusan. The investigation is ongoing. Well, the Lafayette Parish School System has been informed that graduation for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will not be able to be held at the Cajun Dome due to the fact that gatherings indoors, more than 250 people, are not currently allowed under guidelines from the state of Louisiana. Louisiana State Fire Marshal's office sent the notification to the Cajun Dome. Now, officials with the Lafayette Parish School Board continue meeting about the issue, but officially they will have a meeting scheduled tonight to talk about it. The National Association of Counties estimates budget losses due to COVID-19 are about $144 billion, leaving parishes in a financial crunch, and they're going to need federal assistance. 
We had to change how we do processes. We have to do more with it and invest in different equipment. Tangipahoa Parish President Robbie Miller says adding spread mitigation efforts are eating away the remaining revenue. Lafouche Parish President Archie Chason says a federal funding lifeline is vital as government can be one of the larger employers in a rural area. Just asking for that strong federal state local partnership to help us address those far reaching safety and economic impacts as the back end of this crisis continues to unfold. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Coming up now on 808. We've got another upper-level disturbance that is going to be working its way from west to east as we go through the day today, and that does mean another round of widely scattered showers and a few rolling thunderstorms as we get further into the afternoon. Going to see a little bit of sunshine out there early on, and we'll probably see some sunshine by the evening. It's the middle of the day that we're going to deal with some of those clouds. A 60% chance for some rainfall today, and a few thunderstorms going to be in the mix. Temperatures get up to around 88 degrees by the end of the afternoon. Overnight lows are going to be sitting in the upper 70s. And winds will come from the west-southwest at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, tomorrow a 40% chance for some scattered showers, mostly for areas north and along I-10. And then for the rest of the week, looking pretty quiet. Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend, looks like it's going to be hot and much drier outside than it's been the last few days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 81 degrees here at KPL Studios. So, as promised this morning, Kathy Banks is joining us. And we're going to talk a little bit about going on vacation. So, Kathy, all right, so you have spent uh, a lot of years in the travel industry. You know a lot of information. Uh, So it seems like things are definitely a little bit different now. Uh, People are going on vacation alone. Yes, yes, that is for sure. I've been doing this for 30 years, and 2020 is absolutely a year like no other, without a doubt. Um, every every corner of the travel industry is adapting to our new reality and uh, creating spaces for people to be able to still get a vacation, because if there was ever a year that we needed one, it's now. Oh, isn't that true? You know, typically, uh, people will. They'll go on, you know, summer vacation with the family or, you know, something like that, but... It is easier when you go on vacation by yourself. At least you're only responsible for your own safety, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And, and um, I mean, I think people are still vacationing with whatever pod they were isolating with, right? Uh, I mean, not sure. necessarily are people going completely by themselves. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a strange time. People are uh, adapting all kinds of new habits, just like during the strictest lockdown. Well, people might have taken online classes or taken up, I don't know, knitting or something. And now for vacationing, even if people have never uh, gone hiking or gone golfing or owned a bicycle, people are doing things that they've never thought they would do before. And um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, indeed. So you got to accept kind of a new challenge because it is a different time. All the usual things you might normally do can't necessarily do. Right, exactly. Like uh, all of our avid cruisers, God bless them, um, are definitely out of luck at the current time. But uh, I think cruising will be back. But, um, well, for instance, also, uh, our resort people, the the resorts are starting to open up. Depending on the destination, there's different requirements. Like Jamaica, you have to bring a a current negative COVID test or else they'll test you at the airport. Um, St. Lucia, you have to bring a negative COVID test with you. 
Uh, but like Mexico, you don't have to bring a COVID test with you. And the resorts are opening back up and they're lovely. Um, they're respecting social distancing. All of the uh, waiters and restaurant and uh, resort workers are masked up and in face shields and um, just abiding by all of the guidelines that you would want them to. Oh, indeed. So what do you what do you recommend for people who are saying, you know, we're just, uh, you know, it's mom and dad and, and the son and the daughter, and we do want to do something different. I mean, do you set, suggest something like a, I don't know, a hiking or a camping trip for those folks that maybe have always cruised in the past? Yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever you're open to. So um, you can definitely do the hiking RV situation. Or another option is there are wonderful guest ranches all over America where the, inherently, by the nature of that sort of vacation, you are separated from other people. And so a lot of people are checking those out. Um, a lot. Another thing we're seeing a lot of is um, people doing things like in the Florida Keys and so forth. People that normally travel internationally, um, they're just discovering some of our some of our wonderful places in the United States. I love it. All right, Kathy. Well, thank you so much for the advice and making people understand, well, they're not totally crazy if they just want it to be the family and they don't want to maybe go to the beach this year. Hey, we appreciate the thoughts and help today. Appreciate you. You bet. All right. So, you know, you're you're not alone. So if it is just you or maybe it's you and, you know, and, and your wife and, and the kids, but you're not going to grandma's this year or you're not, you know, doing maybe the usual big family gathering, you're not alone. So maybe look for something different that you've never, you know, even thought you might do. You know, go hiking somewhere, see something different, but get out there. And there are a lot of great places in Louisiana. Go and stay in a cabin, do some fishing. You're going to have a lot of fun right here in Acadiana, too. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, double checking what's happening. All right. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns, but if you do see trouble, please make sure you do us a favor. You're kind of our eyes and ears out there. So if you would give us a call when you do see trouble, we would appreciate it. 232-1542. 817. Thank you to my friend Danny. All right, solid gold, he said, was Marilyn McCoo. Later on, she co hosted with Andy Gibb. I didn't even remember. I just remembered we always watch that show because we listen to music, watch dancers uh, on solid gold. I guess a bunch of other people watch that show too. I don't even remember how long it was on the air. Danny, thank you. You're the best. So I, I didn't even remember anything about that. All right, so we've got a few minutes here, and I'm kind of curious. It is something we're going to talk about on the show a little bit later on today on Up Close at 2 o'clock, but I am curious about what people are thinking about this. All right, so the Lafayette Parish School System, graduation obviously did not happen in May for the public high school students in Lafayette Parish, and it was decided to move graduation to July, give a little more space. Um, At that time, obviously, no one, you know, realized that, We'd see an uptick in the amount of COVID infection cases, but that's where we're at, right? So we have that situation. 
a plan was submitted some time ago, several weeks back. You know, that was kind of debated early on in the discussion yesterday. But um, as one parent had mentioned, they knew, you know, there'd be four tickets that would be issued per student for their family that was going to that graduation. And um, it was going to be held at the Cajun Dome. And so it would be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, each of the different schools having a turn. Now, the plan by the Lafayette Parish School System was a really good one. It included temperature checks at the door, right? Four tickets per family, meaning there would be plenty of space in the Cajun Dome for people to still practice social distancing. Um, there were other safeguards that were also in place, but um, it was announced yesterday a notification was sent in to the Cajun Dome that uh, that the plan was a no-go based on discussions between the state fire marshal's office and the Louisiana Department of Health. Um, so now uh, the school system and, of course, school board members are discussing what to do at this point, what kind of graduation to have, where it could be held, et cetera. Um, is there any negotiating room with the state of Louisiana? It, you know, they're not recommending that it that it be done because it's obviously a crowd of more than 250 people. So feelings are high on both sides of the issue, which I think anybody can understand. You know, if you're a parent and you were super excited, OK, I get to see, you know, my child at a graduation. That's awesome. And then other parents who have who have told me via private message on Facebook, eh, I was OK with it because I didn't want to be in a crowd anyway. So emotions have gone all over the place with this issue. So I'm curious for you as a member of the public, whether you have a student that is graduating and was set to graduate at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette Parish this week, or you don't. Maybe you're just a member of the public. Maybe all your kids are grown and they're already gone. What you thought about the situation. So you can call us at 232-1542-232-1542. And then the question becomes, how do we progress? Whatever ends up happening with this, whatever kind of ceremony is decided upon, what happens from this point going forward? You know, do we get, continue to get creative? A lot of businesses have uh, done the pivot, right? They only had um, seating in their restaurant before. Now they do lots of carryout. Um, or maybe they have some seating outside, even though it's very hot outside. Um, some people still choose to to dine that way. People are doing whatever they need to do in terms of the economy and working to keep their small business alive. But what do we do going forward? Um, you know, it is just a reality that COVID is going to be here to stay. You know, even if they find a vaccine, is this vaccine suddenly going to eradicate COVID-19? Well, I mean, there's no guarantee of that. So how do we live the life we live here in America and maintain business, maintain the economy, maintain some sort of social gatherings and exist with one another um, in these situations and figure out what we're going to do? You know, the loss of revenue, for example, Dr. Lauren Scott was talking about $58 million in sales for LSU home games. That's how much money the revenue was that was brought in last year. Now, if you can't fill up the entire stadium, obviously you got a severe crunch when it comes to the amount of money. 
that you're going to be able to make it those games. And LSU football does support a lot of the other sporting events at LSU. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the suggestions are. Uh, I know that we have done different things, you know, concerts that have been held in parking lots and um, different situations like that. But as far as large size gatherings, is it something that we just have to give up completely going forward? Even if we do practice social distancing and ask people to wear masks and have hand sanitizer available uh, check temperatures at the door. I mean, are these big venues now just gone? You know? I mean, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know if we exactly have the answer to what's going to happen to that. You know, you're going to have to have situations where you're going to have to have this stuff moving forward because there are going to be a lot of groups, entities, individuals, etc. That are not going to be able to make the the bucks based on that. So if you want to give us your thoughts, you can. And you can also email us. It's news at kpel965.com. Coming up, we got to look at your news. Then Evan Brown is going to join us. The bump in COVID cases is not just unique to Louisiana right now. Texas is having um, some some serious issues in a lot of different parts. So mayors of some Texas communities are asking the governor for more control because of the amount of the spike that's going on right now. So we'll see what Evan has to say and uh, what his reporting has yielded for us this morning. Coming up a little bit later on on Acadiana's Morning News. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Moon Griffon. The news that was. People want to know how this happened. And the news that's now. An attempted coup d'etat. Get a complete and concise update tomorrow morning. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Moon Griffon Show as we rock and roll in another beautiful day in Louisiana. And we are honored to have our special guest today, the President of the United States, President Donald Trump. I have to tell you, Moon, you have a great reputation. All my friends down there, I have a lot of them. They're saying, call Moon. It's an honor to do your show. It really is great to be on the Moon Griffon Show. Really, it's a big deal. You're a, you're like a, you're a big deal in talk radio. I appreciate it. Trump likes doing the, the Moon Show. He he called me one day and he said, Kennedy, do you know Moon? <laughs> and I said, Yes, I know Moon. And he said, Well, I just did Moon. So he said, I turned down sixty minutes to do Moon. I said, you. Probably had a better time. We need to know this stuff. Moon Griffon. I listen to you every day. Listen to all the action every morning at nine on News Talk ninety six. Implicit bias. We've all got it. Many hurl the term as an insult. I take it as a compliment. I'm Kavon Bordelon, and I like being a Catholic, conservative, fun-loving guy. So let's talk about that and everything surrounding those ideals. 11 a.m. Saturdays, Implicit Bias on News Talk 96.5 KPL. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on... 
It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. KPL News Time coming up now on 8:33. Right now, 81 degrees at the KPL Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Lafayette Parish Sheriff's deputies are investigating after a shooting took place in the 100 block of Allegra Avenue near the Dusan area last night. Now, Sheriff's deputies say the victim has been identified as 36-year-old Adam West of Dusan. Their investigation into all of the details in this case ongoing at this time. A woman from St. Landry Parish has ultimately died as a result of a traffic crash that happened last night. Louisiana State Police Troop I spokesman Trooper Thomas Gosson says 34-year-old Jada Elizabeth Boulette died in a single vehicle crash. The woman, for unknown reasons, lost control of her car last night. The car hit a culvert and ended up overturning. She was not wearing a seatbelt. Now, routine toxicology tests are pending. Their investigation continues at this time. There was another life that ended up being lost in Iberia Parish. It was a two-vehicle crash. A new Iberia man was killed in that crash. It was on the afternoon hours on Lola Road. 53-year-old Wayne Touchette of New Iberia was the person who perished in this two-vehicle crash. Officials with the Lafayette Parish School System are coming up with another plan for graduation ceremonies. Now, the plan earlier this summer was decided upon after officials decided to move graduation from May until July, and the plan was to have it at the Cajun Dome. Having it at the Cajun Dome with social distancing for tickets per graduate, also temperature checks, the availability of hand sanitizing following all the precautions. But after meeting with the Louisiana Department of Health and the State Fire Marshal's office, those two agencies decided the event was not able to occur because it would feature more than 250 people. So the school system and officials with the school board are going to meet tonight to discuss the issue in an official meeting. And in the interim, each individual school member has been working on what could possibly be an alternative so that graduation could be held this Thursday, Friday and Saturday for public high school students in Lafayette Parish. Well, there are a lot of discussions going on about what happens with sporting events and the funds that they raise for universities what will the economic impact of that be? For example, if you had LSU football, but without the fans, yes, it would be a huge impact, according to Dr. Lauren Scott. Lauren Scott says barring the nearly 100,000 fans from attending would really hammer the local economy. He says last year, game day spending over the course of the season added up. Just in the Baton Rouge area, we estimate about 50, almost 50 million bucks. And the LSU athletics budget would be slammed as well. Scott says football ticket sales, concessions, and parking generated over $35 million in profit, money that helps float the other sports that aren't nearly as profitable. That would be in a major blow. I'm not sure how they would handle that. LSU officials have not made a call yet on whether or not fans can enter the stadium. I'm Matt Doyle. Well, there was very little action on police reform issues in the recent special session. Advocates say that will not be the case for the fall or for the 2021 session. Baton Rouge Representative Ted James says they will revive an effort to revoke qualified immunity for police officers. 
He says the effort to allow police to be held liable for misbehavior in civil court will be a major part of reform discussions. No matter what happens with the officer, unless there is a, a very similar circumstance where the facts are almost exactly the same, then officers is immune from civil liability. Now, a push to end the qualified immunity didn't get out of committee in the recent session. James says they'll also be pushing to build on current laws that stop bad police officers from department hopping. We're looking at losing post-certification based on use of force complaints or discipline because we're seeing that a lot of those officers aren't getting prosecuted, but there are some that have resigned because of use of force. Now, the one police reform-related item that did pass was a resolution creating a 20-member study group to study policing policy. A special session took place as George Floyd protests began. Discussions on the issues at the heart of the protests, like police brutality, were restrained, but Ted James says that's not going to be the case next time. A lot of times we, we ignore these uncomfortable conversations, but that's the only way we're going to get past just the, the uncomfortable nature of even having a discussion about police. Well, the National Association of Counties estimates budget losses due to COVID-19 will be roughly $144 billion, leaving parishes in a financial crunch, and they will be seeking federal dollars. It's coming up now on 838 here at KPL. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with your temperatures getting up to around 88 degrees later this afternoon. We'll see widely scattered showers and a few thunderstorms popping up across the area. A 60% chance for some of that rainfall. Again, not everyone's going to be guaranteed some rain. I think most of us will end up with a little bit of wet weather. Overnight lows tonight going to be sitting in the upper 70s. We're back to scattered showers and mostly north Acadiana for tomorrow and then looking quieter and drier through the end of the week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist. Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Yes, 81 in the morning. Uh, that's kind of what we're stuck with right now. Approaching 8.40 in the morning, and from time to time, we get to visit with one of my favorite people from Fox News, and that's Eben Brown. He joins us on the line this morning. Well, good morning. How's the world where uh, where you are today? Good morning. Uh, everything is uh, nice and hot. Uh, you <laughs> said it was 81 degrees? Yeah. How hot is it there? Uh, we beat you. We're at 86. Oh, man. Okay. And it'll only get hotter today. Oh, what's your high temperature today? I think it's probably, um, looks like it's going to be 93. Uh, all right. Well, we kind of got you beat on that one because ours is only going to be 88. So, uh, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We, we feel like the big winner, winner, chicken dinner, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, Evan, I wanted to talk with you. Uh, I, I saw this topic and it's been going for several days now. But I wanted to to get a little bit more in depth uh, based on on your reporting. Now, with cases spiking in Louisiana, we're also looking at our neighbors too, Texas. Uh, they're seeing a spike as well, and the mayors are kind of asking the governor, uh, "We really kind of need some more action." So, can you pick up the story from there and kind of give us uh, an overview? 
Well, certainly. There's been a lot of pushback from the governor's office in Texas about mm-hmm. doing a statewide mask order, um, although there's now uh, a number of cities' mayors asking for this. And the, the governor's office has given some pushback, saying, look, you have plenty of enforcement uh, capabilities at your level to do what you want for your community. Uh, the last time we had statewide orders, uh, a, uh, a salon operator went to jail because she opened up her salon, and, and the state had to get involved in, in, in fixing that. Uh, and so uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, th- that's a big problem there. Now you want the state to, to issue some kind of mask order. Well, who's going to enforce it? Uh, and that's a, you know, a, a big uh uh, a big question when you have these statewide orders is, is you know, what's the, the method of enforcement? Uh, because there's no statewide police force or whatever that's going to come through neighborhoods checking to see if everyone's wearing that. <laughs> right. I mean, and, you know, the thing is, I, I, okay, I kind of understand their view, but, you know, it, he ends up being the bad guy, I guess. And, you know, local communities, they've got to decide on their own whether or not they're going to do this. Well, there's nothing stopping a mayor from declaring a mask order in their own city. Yeah. I mean, they can do it, and it's easy enough to do. I think they have a police force that they can uh, use if they really want to go that route to enforce it. Yeah. And so why not, you know, just do it if that's what you guys really want for your community? So, but, I mean, is the governor just saying this is not going to happen? I think the governor is, is, excuse me, I think the governor is against uh, a statewide mask order in Texas. Uh, now, Texas is a big state, and what happens in Houston doesn't necessarily affect Abilene. Right. Uh, and, uh, or uh, what happens in uh, uh, Beaumont doesn't necessarily affect uh, El Paso, So, because uh, it's, it's hundreds of miles apart. Uh, and people aren't going from back. If, you know, if you if you live in Beaumont and you have to go to Walmart, you don't go to El Paso. So, <laughs> right. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's not like there's there's this big you know people crossing. I'm sure there's plenty of people who do cross around the state, but but not everyone's doing it. Um, I'm speaking to you from Florida, where we we've had a similar dynamic where the governor is is constantly uh, uh, berated for not doing these statewide mask order mask orders, and his response was is that. In in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, where the, the problems really are, there's some very stringent rules. We don't need to apply those rules to, to Pensacola, uh, which is a 12-hour car ride away. Right. I mean, uh, and yeah. And having as many as, as prevalent of cases. Uh, and so uh, it's, um, you know, it, it is something that, uh, that a, a number of governors have really taken to say, look, this has to be decided and implemented and enforced on a on a local level, either it's at the city level or the county level or something like that, because that's how it's going to be most effective. Well, and of course, we'll keep watching it, too. Evan Brown, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you this morning. You, too. Take care. All right. I will. Thank you so much. And, you know, here in the state of Louisiana, it's really the same for us, too. As we've said, you know, the, the cases have gotten a little bit hotter for Lafayette, but in the beginning, it was more New Orleans. So... You know, there's that old debate. Do you do it locally? Do you do it on a statewide level? I don't know. Coming up now on 843. We've got more to come on Acadiana's Morning News. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. This was the celebration they've always really wanted. Over the July 4th weekend, the American left showed us 
who they really are and what they believe. Just outside the White House on what's now called Black Lives Matter Plaza, agitators stomped on and burned a big American flag. They chanted one, two, three, four, slavery, genocide and war. Five, six, seven, eight. America was never great. The flag-burning organizers are part of an outfit calling themselves the Revolutionary Communist Party. At other events, American-hating left-wing radicals called for President Trump and Vice President Pence to be removed from office. In multiple cities, the day was marked by murder and mayhem, including mobs pulling down statues. I really hope that what's been on display these past weeks has answered any questions you might have harbored as to who the American left is, what they think of the country, and what they want. First and foremost, these are not people you can debate or compromise with. They don't love America. They don't want our nation to thrive and prosper. They want to destroy it and you. When they say America was never great, that's exactly what they believe. Now, if the left wins in November, it should be obvious to anyone who loves this country that we will be in deep doo-doo, deep trouble. CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to levelselectcbd.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's levelselectcbd.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. Brad Blakeman is joining us now. Was Deputy Assistant to President George W. Bush, a member of his senior White House staff, too. Now, uh, Brad has 30 years as, as being a veteran, if you will, of presidential politics and presidential service, uh, really. Hey, Brad, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, thanks for joining me today. All right, I want to talk with you a little bit about this Politico morning consult poll. You know, there has been a lot of discussion in the last couple of months about Joe Biden. Who is he going to pick as a running mate? But according to this poll, it's it's really less about gender and race and more about some other things. Would you enlighten us? Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden is 77. If elected, he'll be the oldest president ever sworn in at 78. We already know that uh, there's questions about his cognitive ability, whether he's able to handle the job. That's not a, a political statement. That's a fact. I'm right. hearing it from Democrats. People see it for themselves. It's a legitimate question when when uh, someone is running of advanced age. Um, and and uh, right now, Joe Biden has pretty much put himself in a box saying it's definitely going to be a woman. Uh, when the majority of people uh, in America say that it shouldn't be necessarily a woman, it should be somebody the majority say who's capable of being president should the president not be able to serve. And now I'm hearing from Democrats, and it's being widely reported that not only will it be a woman, but it's likely to be a woman of color. And again, 
I think uh, it's fair to say that the reason he's saying that is because of the social unrest we're seeing in the streets. So is Joe Biden necessarily picking the best person that he uh, can find who can assume the office? Should he not be able to serve if elected? Or is it something else? Is it pandering to gender and to race? Um, normally, the press, if they were fair, would report that. They will not. But the people get it, and we're seeing it in the polls that they don't necessarily believe that it should be one person over the other because of what they are. It should be who they are and, and whether they have the ability to assume the presidency by experience should something happen to Joe Biden uh, when he is president, if he is president. Now, very interesting, at least I find with this, because I thought it would have more to do with gender and race, because as you pointed out, I mean, that's what the press tells us, right? I mean, those are the big things that we hear about every single day. Yeah, and, and Joe Biden has, has said long before there was social unrest that it's going to be a woman. Um, and he totally discounted uh, that it be a man. Um, and, uh, you know, by making these criteria, he's not only boxed himself in, but you, you have to ask yourself, well, why is he doing that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you try and find the best American you can find who's in your party? But Joe Biden doesn't even recognize his party. The Democratic Party of Joe Biden has long passed him by. Mm, mm -hmm. And, and what, what, what I'm worried about is, is their political views. Um, he's likely to pick a progressive Democrat, uh, much younger than himself. And, and, and remember, Joe Biden said yesterday, if elected, he's going to transform this country. That's code for, for, uh, for socialism. This is code for where the, the new Democratic Party, Socialist Party, is going. You That's know, more scary than anything. I, I think it does. I think it you know, just completely grips the hearts of, of the people who are mostly in the middle because... You know, we are not a socialist nation, and it doesn't work. It, it does not work. It has never worked. Uh, all you have to do is look at the, the uh, trash heap of history uh, where countries have gone down that path. Um, but Joe Biden is going to uh, be pushed and pulled in a direction that uh, our country should never take. Um, you know, the, the best part of our country is the ability for the for Americans to decide our future, not for the government to dictate to us. We don't need cradle-to-grave care. What we need to do is have a federal government to do for the people what we can't do for ourselves and nothing more. Um, we have an army. Okay, that's terrific to, to protect us. Um, and we have uh, lawmakers to make necessary laws uh, for us to, to abide by. But we don't need the government telling us every minute what we can and cannot do and then make us reliant on government. I don't want to be reliant on government. I can make my own way. You know, and I guess, you know, to me, the heart of the American spirit has always been that exact thing, making your own way, getting out there and doing it for yourself. Yeah, let, let the government do what's necessary and nothing more. Um, I don't want government health care. Uh, I want to be able to go out in the in, in the free market and and get the health care I need. Uh, I tell my friends all the time, if you like going to the Department of Motor Vehicles, you're going to love Joe Biden's national health care because you're going to sit in a big room, take a number, pick a doctor uh, who you've never seen and will never see before. And that's going to be American health care. No, I don't want that. 
You know, what do you think it is with the younger people? Is it because of their age and they know less? Is it because they were not properly instructed on history? Is it because they don't pay attention to places like Venezuela? I mean, what is it? Does it just feel good, sound good? And that's why they think socialism is this wonderful way to go? It's all of what you said and one thing more. Um, they've never had to sacrifice yeah. uh, like prior generations. My dad went to war uh, when he was 18, uh, didn't come back for two years. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to my dad later in life and he instilled in me the lessons he learned, the sacrifice that he made for a country, um, I could tell that was transformative for him. He, he, he was a patriot. He loved our country. He had historical perspective, but he also had that personal experience. I wrote an article recently where I call for national service. Um, I believe that the young people should have national service, whether it's serving in the military, serving um, in in civil society, Mm -hmm. volunteering at a hospital. Um, You have to have that sacrifice, that connection with your country and community. And you also have to have some perspective of history. History means something. Um, you have to learn from it uh, to repeat the good and prevent the bad. Yeah. And uh, the younger generation is missing a lot of those components I think they, of, of being a citizen. I think they are. I, I'm also one of those people that I think young people should serve um, in one capacity or another because I'm with you. I think, you know, if you don't learn early on that life is difficult, then you expect things to always be easy. You learn nothing. Right. And you become expected. And, and when somebody says they're going to give you things, you, oh, that's great. Yay, you I'm know, so happy. Want free stuff. Right. You know, I don't want free stuff. And when you work for it, you appreciate it a heck of a lot more. That's right. You got skin in the game. Well, Brad Blakeman, hey, thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you? Uh, B. Blakeman on Twitter, Brad Blakeman on uh, Facebook, and then I'm on Fox regularly on the business yeah. and channel. I love it. All right, great talking to you today. Thanks for the honor. Hey. Appreciate it. Take care. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. United Airlines is warning tens of thousands of employees that they might be receiving notifications of potential furloughs. United isn't saying how many will be let go. United and other airlines have offered early retirement and buyout packages. The airline says a surge in coronavirus cases and quarantine requirements in Northeast states are resulting in a new decline in reservations for travel. At United's Newark hub, bookings are about 16% of year-ago levels. Weeks ago, reservations were about a third of last year's travel. Uber grocery delivery is coming. Uber Technologies has started the service in some Latin American and Canadian cities and will be expanded to the U.S. later this month. Orders will be delivered by its corner shop unit, which it purchased last year. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda, invested in you. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void work. 
Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. Right now, 81 degrees here at KPL Line, Bernadette Lean. Louisiana State Police Troop I saying a new Iberia man was fatally injured in a two-vehicle crash that happened yesterday afternoon on Highway 14 near Lilla Road. According to information from state police, this happened about 5.30 yesterday evening and the crash claimed the life of 53-year-old Wayne Touchet of New Iberia. There was a traffic crash on U.S. Highway 190 last night and that crash claimed the life of a woman from Eunice. Louisiana State Police Troop I spokesman Thomas Gosson says 34-year-old Jada Boulet dying in the single vehicle crash. They don't know why the woman's car ran off of the roadway, but there is an ongoing investigation. Officials with Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office are investigating a shooting that happened near Dusan. It was on Allegro Avenue. A victim has been identified dying in the shooting. It was 36-year-old Adam West of Dusan. Deputies say that they are still investigating this case to determine exactly what occurred. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today with a 60% chance for widely scattered showers and a couple rolling thunderstorms that will be with us through the middle of the day. Could get some sunshine early and some sunshine later on this evening. Winds will be from the west-southwest at about 5 to 10 miles an hour with your overnight lows getting down into the upper 70s. A few less showers on tap for the midweek and then getting quieter and drier through the end of the week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 81 degrees here at the KPL studios. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a report of a fender bender. Cameron Street at Wilfred. That's Cameron Street at Wilfred. Also a report of a fender bender on Fortune Road near Schmemetery. That's Fortune Road near Schmemetery. Make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe 